points or no points, you're dead meat. Fellow cineasts, and welcome to this episode of Fans. Oh, this week's episode, this bi week. Oh no, that's a different show entirely. This, <laughs> this half monthly. This American Life. Welcome this, <laughs> to this American Life. This half monthly episode of Fans Planners. I'm yeah, David. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, you should say the name of the show clearly. Go ahead. <laughs> this uh, this episode of Fans Planners. My name is David Dedrick. And my name is uh, Ian Boothby. Hey, wait. Is it supposed to sound like mansplainers? What the heck? What were we thinking with this title? That's an unpleasant thing. We're very, oh. We appeal very much to half of the world's population. Ah, uh, nuts. <laughs> uh, so this week, we travel back in... Oh, man, I really got excited there. This week, we travel back in time to the fabulous 1980s, the decade that I would personally like to forget myself, but that's okay. Uh, the 80s. I'm going to break open a Super Saco Tetra Pack and just drink deep of this citrus mixed flavor with a soccer ball on the, yeah. on the box. Strangely connected to soccer. I'm not sure why that drink was so so focused either. on soccer. Very, very weird. Uh, I, guess in, I guess in England it was called Fuko Faco or something. <laughs> I spoke football. I don't know. Why not? They said. Mm. They said, "Why not?" The fact that, well, you know what? They they didn't have it there. They weren't allowed to. It was they were still rationing in those days. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, in the eighties, uh, uh, England was still fighting World War Two. <laughs> that's still, right. Well, fighting the after effects. They're still oh, okay, rationing. You know, no, there's no bananas available, and you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know the story. I do. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we're going back to the eighties. To we decided to take a look at a movie that's kind of come back into popularity due to a. A sequel that is on Netflix right now, and that movie is The Karate Kid. The sequel is Cobra Kai, and uh, I've watched it's a couple second, of episodes of it. It's the second sequel to The Karate Kid that's been on television, of course. Oh, is that right? I, you got me there. Oh well, let me uh, let me just fill you in before you get to. And uh, yes, of course, we should talk about Cobra Kai briefly as well. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, 1989. There was an animated series that came out. Oh. There was a sequel to The Karate Kid called The Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a little bit different. It was animated. And uh, in this, uh, Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso take to the road in a van. Uh, a miniature shrine with magic powers was taken from its resting place on Okinawa. <laughs> and it's up to them to recover it uh, with uh, an Oka- Okanagan girl named Taki. Uh, who's also a karate expert, uh, and uh, they fight supernatural uh, foes and solve mysteries. But here's where you might find this somewhat interesting, and really the only reason I'm bringing it up <laughs> okay, <laughs> is they did not get the original actors to play these parts, though I'm, I'd be shocked Pat Morita would say no. Um, yeah. But uh, Mr. Miyagi is played by Robert Ito. Do you know who Robert Ito is? Uh, I believe he was the judge during the... Uh... The uh, uh, Simpsons uh, trial. The OJ Simpson That's trial. right. When the cartoon series The Simpsons was on trial, he was he was the judge. That's right. Like I think this is going downhill, and he, he ruled it. It was it's as good as it ever was. It was a controversial ruling. That's right. He, he was he was first of all he's Canadian, so that's good. 
Yeah. Um, but he's also of Japanese descent, which is good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he played Sam on Quincy. Oh, okay. I remember Sam. I didn't know he was, that actor was Canadian. Yeah, and he played Mr. Miyagi in the animated version. And also, uh, he was in quite a few episodes of MASH as different Korean characters because, mm. you know, uh, it's the time that it's close enough. Shrugged <laughs> shoulders. What you gonna who, do? Who could tell? Yeah, could tell. there you go. He worked uh, He worked a, a lot. He was also in uh, Buckaroo Banzai, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Hmm. And, uh, you know, came back to do Canadian stuff in The X-Files uh, for two episodes. Cool. Yeah, so there we go. That is a, a that is a voice. tasty tidbit of of trivia. Thank you for that. You're very very welcome. But you were talking about the uh, the second sequel, which was <laughs> the second sequel. I mean, this is besides the film sequels because I, I assume there is a Karate Kid two yeah. and a Karate Kid three. There's three. Karate Kid two, Karate Kid three, and yeah. there is the next Karate Kid with uh, Hilary Swank. Ah, and then of course the remake with uh, Jaden Smith, I believe, in the in with um with no Jack- karate in it with Jackie Chan. And no karate. And there's no karate in it. I've never there seen it, no actually. There's no karate in it. Oh, it's, it's actually pretty... Yeah, it's pretty good. Jackie mm. Chan... You know what? J- Smith is, all, is also very good at it. Uh, but it's kung fu. He's teaching him kung fu. Uh. So there's absolutely no karate. <laughs> but he's the karate kid, which all you really would need yeah. is some idiot to just go, hey, look at him doing that karate, some kind of karate <laughs> kid. That's all you'd need, right? And then you'd be like, oh, that dope thought he was a karate kid. Yeah. He's dope. Okay, that's fine, but it justifies the movie title. Uh, but instead, it's just like, that's Kung Fu, but it's the Karate Kid. So you've got a real Robert Ito. Uh, Japanese is Korean? Sure, why not? Close enough. With shrugged shoulders. It's a different time. <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, was, was it called Kung Fu in the film? It was like... Yeah, they said it was Kung Fu in the film. But uh, the, the, only, the only karate in the movie, in yeah. the entire movie, is the title. Huh. Yeah. It's weird. Is this, is this movie saying that there is no longer a thing called karate? Like now it's kung fu or, or judo or, or whatever other discipline, you know, martial arts discipline. I but there is no longer a karate. I don't know, but I am going to throw one other dumb piece of trivia your yeah. way. And say there was a DC Comics character mm-hmm. called the Karate Kid who yeah. came out before uh, this, who huh. was with the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. And I believe he came out. He didn't come out. He wasn't. Uh, some other characters in the Legion have come out. Uh-huh. And good for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, he he was, uh, he was uh, appeared because uh, this the TV series Kung Fu was very, very popular. And uh-huh. so they wanted a martial arts character. And yeah. 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 So he could even fight Superboy with what he uh, called uh, Super Karate. Hmm. Yeah, so there. So actually, no, I'm sorry. This wasn't even the Kung Fu thing. He's been around since 1966. Wow. And he was created by Jim Shooter. Okay. Oh, wow. So there you go. Huh. Um, yeah, I, just, I was just wondering if karate was sort of the the equivalent of, you know, it's the egg foo young of martial arts, you know, like it's just a, it's an Americanization of, uh, of other disciplines and given a kind of a hacky name, but I don't know. Well, my, I don't know. The reason that probably was because you've got Jackie Chan who can do Kung Fu. Mm. So do you want Jackie Chan to do a martial art that he can't do well? Yeah. <laughs> or do you want him to do amazing martial arts and Kung hey, Fu? He's Jackie Chan. He can do anything. And, and he really Jackie Chan's it up. And it, it's actually a very good role uh, for him. He, he plays it uh, very uh, heartfelt. Mm. But then when it comes to the action scenes, unlike Pat Morita, uh, when he has to do action, and they yeah. really have to work the camera and have people like <laughs> go flying when they 
barely touches them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie yeah. Chan does his Jackie Chan business. It's actually a bit thrilling. It's pretty thrilling oh, nice. seeing him uh, fight like a whole bunch of uh, kids while sure. trying not to hurt them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, let's let's talk about our, our overall feelings about the Karate Kid. Oh, are we going right. to talk about Cobra Kai a little bit? Actually, do you want to talk about Cobra sure, Kai sure. a little bit? Uh, I'd say Cobra Kai. Yeah. Uh, is one of the best sequels yeah I th- you know what i would put it in league with i would put it in league and it's better than yeah um the remake of uh, evil dead they did ash versus the army of darkness oh yeah well and, well and that again like you know they had uh the same characters the same actors yeah yeah we're just revisiting them many years later mm-hmm. to the point where you'd go like remember when bruce campbell was talking about do you want to see me do another uh evil dead of course you don't want to see that look at me i'm you know, this age and, blah, blah. and then yeah. he does it and it's like this is really good okay good <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great yeah and it's the same thing with like do you want to see the karate kid now is that what you want to see mm. mm-hmm. but then you see it and go oh this actually has a lot to say and it deals with nostalgia and you know what happens you know later in life so you you followed your dream and you got your dream. You didn't get your dream. What two paths do you go down? Yeah. Do you have yeah. similarities? Do you not? And and yeah. And there's legitimate good, uh, funny jokes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Even if you have not seen Karate Kid, you can still enjoy it as its own story of a loser trying to, you know, make it and 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 try to do a little bit better, but not be a great he's not a great guy but he's trying yeah. to be a bit better and trying to make everyone a bit better and see how that affects uh but it's also a very good soap opera huh. they know how to play the soap opera beats yeah. and just throw in enough kung fu oh not kung fu throw in enough karate <laughs> it's, uh, it's genuinely like uh, exciting and like huh. oh yeah uh, and very very enjoyable i like uh, i like cobra kai uh, a good deal I, ne- I didn't see it when it was on youtube i'm glad it's now on netflix otherwise i probably would have caught it yeah, I um I watched a couple of episodes, so I'm going to reserve judgment till I see more. I thought it was I thought what I watched was interesting, but was okay. Yeah, it picks up it picks up steam. I felt like I felt like I was just getting the foundations, and it was going to go from there. And but unfortunately, I just got I got distracted by by shiny objects. So uh, I'll come back to it. And also it. the um, lead actor in it, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, oh, William uh, William Williams. Zabka. That's right, William Zabka. Yeah. One of the reasons this took place, and I'm not a uh, watcher of why I, uh, why how I met your mother. I was going to go why I killed your mother. That's a very different. Show. <laughs> That's a very had I a better had a better ending. It had a better ending though than the uh, yeah. Killer. It was you know when they redid Psycho, yeah. and they, was, they called it How to Get Away with Killing Your Mother. <laughs> um, no, he he appeared in an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother. I see where. Um, Neil Patrick Harris's character Barney wanted to meet the Karate Kid because it was his favorite movie, but he was a big fan of uh, Johnny and thought that Johnny uh, got ripped off at the end, and so you know, <laughs> he kind of based a lot of his life on Johnny. Okay. And so through this whole birthday that he's having, where he's going to meet the Karate Kid, uh, they bring in Ralph Macchio, and he's like, "Ugh, that guy. Ugh, it doesn't care." <laughs> but there's a clown in the background. Yeah. And in one of the final scenes, you see the clown wipe off his makeup, and it's William Zabka wearing the outfit huh. underneath his clown clothes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris loses it, and the audience goes nuts. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Kind of bumped up a little bit of interest. Okay. There was a there was a commercial that he did as well, and I'm forgetting for what fast food place, but. Uh, yeah, there's some interest has uh, come up about uh, karate, uh, the Karate Kid, and then yeah, here we go. We we get to Cobra Kai, and it's you know a big big success. 
Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's an, a success. Um, yeah, we, it was funny. We were watching the film, and and uh, Lisa, my wife, Lisa said, uh, "Oh, he was on the Equalizer." So I guess that uh, yes, William Zabka played played the young kid who was uh, uh, Edward Woodward's. I don't know what exactly his role was. That he was. Yeah, he uh, yeah he he has worked quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, since then. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no shortage. No shortage there. And also, yeah, he's a very physical performer. As you can see, he hasn't kind of missed a step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the with the physical stuff, mm-hmm. Ralph Ma- Ralph Macchio also has been do- has done okay. He hasn't had you know another real big breakthrough role, but you know he's, uh, he's well. I would say it. this was this was his big breakthrough role, but I, I think I think he kind of had trouble find you know kind of continuing that success after. I mean, he did, he did Crossroads, and that was like not a big deal. I, I never saw it at the time, but I do remember it coming out like uh, where he's like a blues guitarist or something, and it was sort nah. of like I I don't I don't think it had like a supernatural thing to it, did it? I don't remember now. I think it was just like about being a blues person and Crossroads, of course, is a reference to Rob- and Robert Johnson. In, and yeah, he was in My Cousin Vinny as well. That's more of a that's more of a bit role. I mean, it's more of a character yeah, part, not really a, not really a lead role. That's where that's when his star was kind of fading, I would say. But he is one of these guys that, if you look at his IMDb, you know, he's worked consistently. Uh, there was also a movie he did called The Three Wishes of Billy Greer. Okay. Uh, there we go. There it's a yeah from this also from 1984. Looking okay. at here. Okay. And if you watch that movie, mm-hmm. you will see me in the background a couple of times because <laughs> I am an extra in that thing. Cool. And I, uh, cool. I I got into as many scenes as I possibly could. Good for you. So uh, especially you. if you're looking and uh, good old Billy had Billy had a disease where he got uh, prematurely old. Um, and so if you, if, when he's at the bus stop, check in the background. And if you see a very skinny kid that looks a bit like me, that's me. <laughs> I'm enjoying, though I am in, enjoying the free uh, meals that we got. That's Those, good. That was the best part. That, of course, that was the craft table is the best part. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the person who had the most success coming out of The Karate Kid would be Elizabeth Shue, who went on to win an Oscar for her role in Leaving Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I think had a pretty good run of films even after this, where she was in like Cocktail, of course, uh, Ventures in Babysitting. Sure. Um, what else did she do? She did a couple other ones that I was impressed with, not just. Um, uh, uh, she was in the movie The Saint, uh, which eh, you know is eh, it's, it's, it's eh, the thing. It's a movie. Eh, eh, Look, it's a movie. Eh, it's a movie. It was, a, I wouldn't put that in one of her better roles, but okay. It was in Focus. It was in Color. She was in Back <laughs> to the Future. Back to the Future uh, Two and Three. Two, yeah, that's right. Two and yeah, Three. Yeah. That's right. uh, soap Dish. That's a very good uh, film. I really like Soap Dish. I think it's yeah. a very good comedy. And uh, thinking that she'd be doing, I think she was. She did some television recently. Well, as she well. was in The Boys. She was in The Boys. Oh, she was in CSI as well for uh, for three seasons. Okay, yes, she was in The Boys. As yeah, well. yeah. No, no. She's she's been a working actress for a long time and had a, a quite a, quite a good career. So none of us are judging her. She's she's good. Uh, Pat Morita, of course, was. Um, People people knew him uh, from probably at the time from his work on Happy Days playing Arnold, the best, bef- one of the best characters on the show. Yeah, but before then though, uh, he again. I have a. I'm trying to find a way of like saying what his name was. Uh, uh, Noriyuki Noriyuki Nori, Nori, Oh, sorry, Arnold on the show or? Nope, I'm going a different route. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he was a stand-up comedian. Oh, and I'll, I'll put it this way. Yeah. Uh, his his name as the stand-up comedian, he yeah. was called Pat Morita, but they would always then follow it up with the hip and something that rhymes with uh, hip. Okay. That is not a word that I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but he was he was a very cool cat that would uh, do you know kind of street jokes, but also ethnic humor. Yeah. But yeah. he was uh, you know he'd be on like a Playboy After Dark huh. uh, 
kind of situation. And uh, if you see him doing his stand up, yeah, he's a very co- he's a very cool cat. Cool, uh, do, doing that stuff. Yeah, I thought I hope he made a lot of jokes about how white people can't drive. Uh, you know, you know what? Uh, Hip. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Hip, Playboy After Dark. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, a, kind of a sad end to his life, unfortunately, but he, I loved him as Arnold. Uh, I'll never forget the episode where Fonzie jumped his motor, unsuccessfully jumped his motorcycle over the garbage cans in Arnold's parking lot. And, uh, and Pat, uh, Pat Morita did a great bit as Arnold uh, showing the, the, the crash and carnage by throwing ch- uh, chicken drumsticks in the air. And I just thought that was just so great as a kid. I just loved that. But what was weird is that it felt like he disappeared the next year. I guess he must have just left the cast and they didn't do like a farewell or anything. So he was suddenly replaced by, by the Al Molina. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He took over because he'd had a minor part in the show working as the cook or whatever for Arnold. And I guess then he just kind of stepped up into the, into that role when Pat yeah, Morita there, left the show. Yeah. Uh, and Pat Morita, when he got cast as Arnold was doing it with his, um, uh, North American voice. Yeah. And yeah. then Gary Marshall came up to him basically the day of, and just went, so how about an exit? And uh, it's like, so what? <laughs> and it was like, uh, and he was like, all right, I see where this is going. Yeah. Maybe, so, maybe know, that's why he left. I wouldn't blame and then him. He, and yeah. On the show, the character of Arnold uh, was basically every Asian uh, uh, location. Like at one point he mentions, you know, his, his parents are from here and this from there. Yeah. And yeah, there and just yeah. names them all. And, you know, I think he says, like, so where are you from? New Jersey. It's that joke. <laughs> you know, you will see this same joke again played on Barney Miller by Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please enjoy the joke that will be told. Many, many <laughs> um, yeah. But sorry, I'm sorry. You're saying that he had a, a tragic end. I'm sorry that I, I'm not familiar with uh, what happened to him. Uh, yeah, apparently he uh, died of alcohol. He was alcoholic at the end of his life. Okay. And, and uh, died of complications from, from, from that, unfortunately. Probably, sad. probably sad at being forced to do a, a ridiculous accent in so many movies because even in this film, I guess we we'll kind of get into the Karate Kid now. But even in this movie where he's playing a character who fought in World War II, who so he basically was born here or yeah. at least lived here from an early age, fought in World War II, and yet he still has this really strong accent. Seems ridiculous, but okay. Yeah, but it, and again, it is the time. I'm going to tell you why he left Happy Days. But oh, okay, sure. If you if you've got that, he left Happy Days to to do his own TV show uh, called Mr. T and Tina. That's right. Where he was an inventor. Mm. Uh, and I remember the first episode. He he invents an anti gravity machine. Okay. So that's where it starts. That's the that's the start of this. Sounds a little too so, sounds absurd. A little too too yeah, too big. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and then after that, because. Yeah. Uh, the budget. Al Molina was already doing Happy Days. Yeah, they cast him on Blansky's Beauties, ah. which was that very weird show uh, that Nancy Walker was the mm-hmm. lead in, where she had a bunch of showgirls in Vegas. Yeah, um, but they had a lot of characters that were on other shows like Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. Like the guy who played Carmine was was there. Scott Baio was also on that show, <laughs> but it took place in the seventies as opposed to the fifties. Yeah, and and they were just really vague as to like characters would cross over from Happy Days to this show without aging 20 years. Yeah. You have Pinky Tuscadero show up or uh, Arnold was a regular character on that show for 13 episodes. Hmm. Hmm. So uh, again, not aging at all, uh, even though he moved on to the seventies <laughs> as did Mork, right. as did many other uh, yes, characters. Many, yes, many, many characters. 
Okay, so there you go. That's the mystery of uh, of that. Thank you. The mystery of Mr. Miyagi. So uh, let's go into our general impressions or feelings about the Karate Kid. Okay. Um, now, I don't think I saw this movie in the movie theater. Did you see it in the movie theater? I did not. It was a home home video one for me. Like we rented yeah. it, rented it, watched it at home. And I mean, I don't remember being bowled over by it. I don't think it really speaks to me necessarily. It's not it's not an aspirational film for me. I can see that it would be very it would be very interesting to to kids of a certain type, I guess. But I I'm not. I don't know. Just I think it's an okay movie. That's what I, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, for me, I I thought it was much better than I remembered it to be. Like, um, yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, I was going to say, I I was more impressed by the little things about it rather than like the overall part of it. Yeah, it's directed oh. by um John G John G Avildsen, who of course directed Rocky. And so when I saw his name pop up, I was like, oh, okay, well this this you know he's done some good movies, Save the Tiger and and uh, Rocky, you know, and he's done some bad movies too, but. Uh, Karate Kid too. <laughs> no, sorry. There you go. Uh, I've never seen again, it. when you think Rocky, yeah, this is the thing. Both Karate Kid and Rocky went through weird sequels that really altered the way <laughs> you think of the original movies. Okay. Though the original movies are much different than any of the sequels. Well, strangely, uh, he did not direct another Rocky until Rocky Five. Okay. And I've ne- I've never se- I've only seen Rocky one and two. I've never seen the Drago one or or the later robot ones or anything. So. Uh, I think I think the robot one is the uh, is the Drago one. Oh, is it? Um, okay, sorry. Yeah, I think that's that's four where he buys a robot and has to fight all of Russia. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's that's the most cartoonish. <laughs> that's so cartoonish that you that you actually kind of feel did Rocky die? Is this <laughs> is this like Rocky's last thoughts before he passes away? Because it's just so incredibly cartoonish. Yeah. And again, I've got to just yeah. quickly tell this story is they shot the final fight scene uh, here in Vancouver. Okay. And they promised the... Well, because uh, Vancouver is so much like Russia. Well, it was. it, it is when uh, you've got a boxing ring and it's just people surrounding you. Sure. And it's all indoors. Who cares? So it's, <laughs> uh, it's, so it's that, which is actually just down the street from me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm now, I'm now thinking about that. I'm three blocks away from where <laughs> Rocky fight, fought Drago. Yeah. Um, but they filled the audience and di- with extras, but did not pay the extras. Yeah. But course. told them you're getting Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, at your break. Pretty good. Like, this is great. We're getting Kentucky Fried Chicken. So everyone's like, and they just get, it went long. It was like, oh, but we're getting Kentucky Fried Chicken. So they they get a they have their break. Yeah. And then they bring out brownies fried chicken, <laughs> which was. Listen, it's not terrible, mm. but it was it was definitely the knockoff cheaper version yeah, of yeah. Egg Fried Chicken. Yeah. To the point where their logo where their slogan was, it's thumb licking good. <laughs> it really was their slogan. And uh, and the audience rioted. Rioted. They boo! They were so mad. And they were trying to shoot other scenes and the audience was still boo! Give us chicken. So if you ever watch Rocky Four, look at that audience. And that audience, either they're happy, they think there's Kentucky fried chicken coming. If they're unhappy, they just got some brownies fried chicken. And let me also say brownies doesn't exist anymore. They got the bad news. Right. But the fifth the fifth Rocky film was the grounded one. That was the that was the one that starts with uh, Rocky showering, and uh, you see, like, Rocky's not right. Rocky's got brain damage. Rocky's Rocky's not good. Oh, really? And, and the doctor tells him, you know, you fight again. You're dead. 
huh. just knock it off. And, and 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 there is a fight, but it's a fight in the street oh, okay. that he has with a person that's been taunting him through this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I believe if I'm getting uh, – no, I'm probably mixing up two plots because there is one plot where – no, no, I am getting the plot wrong. Okay. I'm mixing it up with Creed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, he fights in the street and, uh, you know, there you go. It's like, don't fight Rocky. You'll get brain more brain damage. And he fights and he wins. So, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> He's even less comprehensible. Right. And with the Karate Kid movies, they actually continue directly from this film. And then, you know, they get more and more bizarre. And Mr. Miyagi has to do more and more elaborate fight scenes and fight more people. And you just, <laughs> give Pat Morita a break. <laughs> Yeah, he's an old man. Cut him some slack. (laughs) Jeez, what are you trying to do to this guy? Yeah, till finally Ralph Macchio turns into Hillary Swank. (laughs) I um, yeah, I tend to avoid sequels if I if if I if I can. Yeah, you know, there's a few uh, that pay off, but you know. Well, they they, you know you can either you can either have it on the bright side when they do it right. It goes from alien to alien. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, if you know, if it's directed by James Cameron, then you're, you're yeah, safe Terminator, with your sequel. Terminator 2. That's just... That's Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. Those yeah, are, yeah, so those are safe. the so. same director each time, yeah. Um, but the movie itself, I was worried going into it because it's 1984. Mm-hmm. How is this not going to be homophobic? How is this not going to be racist? <laughs> how? How are you going to have that Well, happen? that's something I liked a lot in it was how accepting... Uh, Ralph Mach- Mach- we'll call him Danny. How how yeah. accepting Danny is of Mr. B- Mr. Miyagi, who he does pronu- mispronounce his name, but it's not it's not done in a, out of out of ill will. It's just you know we want to soft we want to soften a G after an I. Yeah, he's a bit of a dum dum too. Well, he's also he's Italian, so he he he's following the you know the the the, the grammar rules of, of Italian, which is a soft G after a soft vowel, like an E or an I. So yeah, Mr. Miyagi, that makes sense to him. And you know that, but other than that, I mean, he's respectful you know he go, he thanks him he's he shows interest in the bonsai trees he doesn't make fun of him no and people are genuinely except when they're not um <laughs> nice it's not that you know the bullies are aggressively bullyish that's, yeah that's true. But, but i mean not- but it gives it it gives it a good a good reason for it in this film like most movies where you watch where the bullies are like so over the top you're kind of like yeah. geez like what? How, who is countenancing this? But in this film, we have we have Cobra Kai, this extremely uh, martial martial arts uh, dojo where the where the the mas- the, the or the um, the sensei is you know a bully and a bit of a bit of a psychotic nut. You know, like this over competitive, you know, alpha male, you know, super al- ultra alpha male. You know, and so it kind of gives a gives a a reason for these kids to be sort of over the top. And there's often times in the scenes when say Johnny is overdoing it. There's a, a kid there going, you know, come on, this is enough. Knock it off. You know, like he's had yeah. enough. You don't want to hurt him. You know, like, and even later on when there's like a kid who's going, you know, get him a body big, you know, then you're like, mm. <laughs> even, at that point, even Johnny's like, oh. <laughs> well, that guy's just a, that kid's just a, a, I don't know. He's just there. Cause his face is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, and again, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just going to say yeah. he comes back later on in a season of the show. Okay, and you're like, oh, good, it's that guy, that's, body bag kid. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Oh, so, do we have any, do we have anything else to say about it? Or you want to start the movie? You want to start? Let's start the movie. Let's start the movie. Um. <laughs> oh no. Um. So yeah, this film. It starts to me in such an old-fashioned 
kind of funny way, which is, you know, the film is set in, in L.A. or set near L.A. It's set in the you know suburbs of L.A., the environs of L.A. And uh, but the movie starts with this completely gratuitous scene in Newark, New Jersey. It has like the titles Newark, New Jersey, so you know that's where it starts. Yeah. It's shot apparently from the Empire State Building. With this, you know, this camera mounted like miles away from the actor. So I don't know if they had like permits to do this scene or they just kind of like flew in and did it really quickly because you don't actually see any of the actors really. No. It could be anyone getting. So they're getting into a car. It probably wasn't the actors if they were actually shooting it in Jersey. Like, why would you? They're saying the yeah, yeah, they're saying goodbye to their to their friends and stuff like that. Yeah. They they take off in their car and uh, and then the movie kind of starts with some like some you know scenes of them crossing uh, America, but. They don't show like them going across America, so you don't see like them going across the plains or anything like that. Like they're immediately in Arizona, like immediately like they're in desert. Yeah, and there's cacti, and then you you're like, okay, they've traveled from New York, New York, Newark. They are no longer in. They're and no also longer from New- unique New York. You're right, <laughs> unique New York, and they, and then what I liked though in this sequence was having it kind of sets up the their situation in life. It sets up you know, who they are as people. And it sets up for later in the film as well, when they have, you know, the mom's car, who she has a station wagon and an old station wagon. And I guess occasionally the starter or the battery crops out. And so, and it's funny to me because it's a standard, it's a standard station wagon, which just blows my mind, right? It's such a big, enormous American car and it's, sta- it's standard. <laughs> so they're able to like roll it and, you know, she keeps she can she can uh, bump it into gear and and then start it. Uh, Done that many times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, and so they do it in a way that's kind of fun, right? Like she's kind of like she's making a game out of it rather than just being like, oh, this is terrible or whatever. And she's not complaining. Is what I'm saying. Right. Like, so you can tell they're they're moving probably not for reasons that they want to. That's you're right. Getting, you're getting that like they're they haven't got a lot of dough. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't able to fix the car before this long trip. <laughs> yeah. And you're really getting uh, the feeling now, Danny's a long way from home. Yeah. When he gets, yeah. you know, it's which is which is smart. If they just saw them pulling into LA and we didn't see Jersey, yeah. we wouldn't we'd just like, well, leave. Just leave. <laughs> and it's like, we can't leave. You saw how far it was and they don't have options. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I guess so, I guess that makes so, sense, although it just feel, it felt kind of the road uh, where they where they are, even though it's like L.A. It's not glamorous L.A. It's realistic L.A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of it. it. Kind of felt like the Rockford Files, where when they would do a Jersey show, and it felt like they just sent like one guy with a camera to Jersey to take a few p- pictures of the the cityscape, and then you know hoof it back to L.A. and they'll just shoot it around there. Yeah, this did feel. Uh, this feel felt like uh, Rockford Files, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if Jim Rockford shows up somewhere, then the pool is not going to be full of water. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like it's, they're not. They're not. No one's starving. Mm-hmm. No one's starving, but everyone's living low. Yeah. Well, this is this is a Valley movie. It's not a yeah. LA movie, right? It's about you know the the uh, Elizabeth Shue's character lives in Encino, and mm-hmm. Danny, his character lives in Reseda, and I guess. We can infer from the film that there's there's a there's a you know some sort of inequity between those two areas. One yeah. one's hoity-toity or rather Tony posh area, and the other area is uh, is down at heels, which you know. And the bullies are rich too because they can afford, as you see later, motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know Danny's having trouble with a bike, so <laughs> yeah, he really setting up like you know we're on we're on Danny's side. Yeah, you know yeah. He's, he's friendly to his mom. He doesn't really want to move but he's like hey i'm gonna get a pool okay i'm looking at the bright side <laughs> and then when he sees the pool the pool is 
Yes. It's one of these where like, you know, it's never going to be filled. It's got a foot of water in it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can tell, you can tell by seeing that pool that the landlord is not going to fix the sink. <laughs> right. It's just like, they just don't, they just don't care. Yeah. It's one of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So uh, they arrive at the, they, they arrive in the, in, in the, uh, whatever it is. I always want to call a station wagon a Torino. And this is a, uh, what I, when I was a kid, my, my friend's parents had a Torino. And so that became what I thought of as a station wagon was a Torino. Mm. It's not a station wagon. It's called a Torino just because that's the, that was the, the, uh, the, the name of their, of their, their station wagon. But anyway, so they're in their station wagon and uh, Danny, of course, is like, as we said, not happy to, which, you know, who's happy to move, right? It's a sucks. Moving sucks. So, uh, now, so as he's going, he's carrying in some stuff. He's, uh, he's got his uh, suitcase and he's got something else that he's, he's wheeling along. And then, uh, he runs into Freddie who we learn lives in apartment 17. So, uh-huh. and, uh, and Danny lives on the second floor. I don't know if that's better. Is that worse or better? Is it better to live on the ground floor or the second floor? I don't know. I'd say probably second floor, you're less likely to get broken into by tufts. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I do. I do. Yeah. I, it's the same building, by the way, that uh, in Cobra Kai, the guy lives in. Oh, really? Yeah. Funny. So, uh, yeah. He lives on the ground floor. So what does that tell you? Oh, yeah. Throw that out there. Okay, sure. go ahead. Back. Now we know how low he is. He's that low. Yeah. He's right on the ground floor. Uh, so, yes, Danny uh, goes to get a drink of water. And uh, maybe he's going to go fill the pool from the sink. And the uh, faucet's broken. So his mom says he should go tell the maintenance guy that uh, there's a problem. So he heads on down. And uh, this is where he first meets Mr. Miyagi. We don't know who, his name yet, but this is where he first meets him. And I would describe Mr. Miyagi in this scene as kind of, I don't know, su- not suspicious, but he's kind of, he's not friendly. No, he's, he's, he's very standoffish. Is what he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's depressed. He's, he's not great. And also that he's trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. That's right. That's shows right. you that this is a place that's got flies. <laughs> Enough flies that this is a regular thing that he does. Sure, sure. Instead of maybe, I don't know, cleaning the place so you don't got flies. That might be a thing to do. So much to, much to Danny's mother's delight, Danny has been invited to go to a party at the beach. And so with Freddie... And so they, we go, we then go to the beach where there is the most patently horrible fake Beach Boys song, which kind of, <laughs> kind of surprised me. I guess, I guess the Beach Boys were too expensive for the film's budget. Weird. They could afford, they could afford, they could afford Bananarama, but they couldn't afford the Beach Boys, which I mean, Bananarama, what am I, what am I saying? Of course they couldn't afford the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> they can afford Bananarama. Well, uh, Bananarama was was pretty hot then. I mean, this is the yeah. this so, is your Bananarama time. It was they had this and they got Venus. Sure, sure. Yeah, they had a couple of songs. There are no Beach Boys. What I'm saying though, like Beach Boys, you want to buy the Beach Boys songs. That's that's some that's some big cash. But uh, okay. Bananarama is okay. It feels like soon you'll be able to get the Beach Boys fairly cheap. Fairly soon, the Beach Boys are going to say yes to a lot of things. Why? I just remember seeing them in a lot of stuff. Like they just show up and be like, "Hey, it's the Beach Boys," or like you know, I mean, they were pretty regular. It feels like on yeah. Full House, where I think one of the characters used to drum for them every so often, and then in, like John Stamos, and then I think in real life he would drum for them every so often. <laughs> yeah, but you know more about the Beach Boys than me. I'm not going to go head to head with you, uh, I, Beach Boys. I fans. would just say that that their their catalog of songs is very valuable. Okay, fantasy. that's uh, constantly. In rotation somewhere in the world right this is where danny well they're playing soccer of course at the beach because this soccer is strangely popular in this movie i thought well it makes sense because 
if you're if you're kind of a community that, that does um or if you're if, if you're uh, people that, that do um uh, karate yeah you're going to use your feet and okay. so this show is always really good with his feet because <laughs> the same skills because right. this is basically what he does like you know i mean his his whole move is this crane move which is basically you balancing the ball on your foot yeah you know so so what other sport could they do frisbee well uh, they work? i mean Badminton? i think well volleyball well i think a soccer is is the easiest one to film and you don't have to buy a lot of uniforms and stuff like that. You just have kids running around in a field. You don't need to have like football uniforms and all that kind of stuff. You just right. You just throw a ball on the ground and go, okay, guys, kick that around for a bit, and then we'll. But when we'll, we'll yeah, when that. when he's showing that he can do the bouncing the ball on his knees and yeah, that's fun. Ball, that's fun. It's yeah. like okay, he's, he knows his way around uh, some legs. He can do leg stuff. Sure. Okay. And I mean, it, and well, to be fair to the movie, he is he is Italian. I assume his character has that kind of a. Yeah, he's, hey, he's speaking kind of with his hands, so he's got to use his legs for sports. That makes sense. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, soccer would be soccer would be very popular with with, yep. with Italian uh, community. So this is like I say, this is where he meets Elizabeth Shue, Elizabeth Shue's character, Allie. Allie, yeah. Uh, and they kind of hit it off. To, you know, she she finds him appealing because he's a bit of a, he's different. Yeah, he's new. He's new and he's different. Exactly. This is a he's, bit of a small town kind of situation, and. Uh, you know, he's probably the most interesting small, guy she's seen. Small in town LA, you're right. <laughs> it, it, it's a small community of these kids. <laughs> yeah. It's you know a... what I like? I do like a lot of her friends that are just hanging around her and don't like Danny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like Ugh, this yeah, guy. No. Which to me, Even when... me, the, the, Allie has like gone up to them going, ah, oh, Johnny, isn't he dreamy? What? No. No, Danny, you mean Danny. Uh, no, no, Johnny. Like, cause she, she went out with, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny. So her friends have had to go out with her when she's gone out with Johnny. Oh, okay. And I'm going to assume yeah. other jerks, you know, there's probably <laughs> been a parade of jerks. So when, uh, when Allie is, is bringing a new guy in, yeah. they're not like, Oh, this will be great. It's ugh, <laughs> another one. Ugh, this, uh, this asshole. Yeah, basically. So, um, uh, the party starts in daytime, but then it soon at night falls, mm-hmm. and there's there's a co-ed bonfires. There's the girls' bonfire and the boys' bonfire. Right. Which I thought was very respectful. Yeah, this is where they learn the facts of life. They go to their separate bonfires. <laughs> separate bonfires. They're told, "I'm a man right. has feelings." Throw another <laughs> log on. We're going to show show you how this works. So yeah, they're having some fun there. They're they're playing their their generic rock music, and then uh, the tough guys show up. The tough, yeah. the tough gang shows up on their motocross bikes, and we hear that uh, one of them uh, called Johnny, a who's you know Johnny Lawrence, who's yeah. like the main you know leader of the gang, yes, uh, a uh, degenerate, and he's like former degenerate. This is the year <laughs> I'm getting my act together. No troubles. And uh, Johnny uh, blows that in about thirty seconds. Yeah, for thirty seconds, he he loses it. Even though that he and Ali were once an item, but now they're broken up. He's still. Obviously, carrying a torch for her. At least he thinks there's still an item. She does not. He still wants, yeah, to to uh, ha- have her under his uh, thumb, and so he uh, objects to her uh, talking with with Danny, and he he takes away her radio, and so there's a, a fight over the radio, which Danny attempts to break up, and basically he just gets his uh, ass handed to him by a by a gang of toughs. Yeah. And <laughs> what got me with this scene was was uh, him laying on the ground in in pain after being kicked punched and and struck about the head and uh 
And there's Freddy, this so-called friend from Apartment 17, sitting there, and they're like, I thought you said this guy was cool, Freddy. He goes, nah, he's nothing. And they all walk away. Yeah, they're jerks, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what What kind of, oh, brother. They're fair-weather friends, I'll yeah. say. They weren't even, well, they weren't really friends, of course. They were just acquaintances, because he's only, yeah. only been there for a day. Fair-weather Freddy Ferdinands, yeah. <laughs> they're fair-weather, yeah. And, uh, but props Allie. She's she's there. She's uh, trying to help him up. and But he's... He is so uh, embarrassed by this that he really doesn't want anyone to be to be near him. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, we did learn that he. Uh, I, I think we learned before this that he did take some uh, karate classes at the Y when he was in uh, New Jersey. So he's learned uh, a little later. Something. Later on, we learned that. But... Oh, do we learn that? I thought I thought he might have mentioned that with the uh, to uh, Freddie. Oh yeah, no, he did mention. Oh, it that's Freddy. right. He did. That's right. Because he was doing a little bit of. Like, you said you you know you know uh, karate. You oh, know. that's right. He was he did some he did some fancy moves by the pool and uh, yeah. impressed him with his with his air karate. When the rubber hit the road, though, air karate did not show up. His face hit the sand. <laughs> Next and, day, and you know oops, sorry. Banana Rama was right. It was a cruel summer. It was a cruel summer. It was a cruel, like I don't know if uh, I don't know if Beach Boys have any songs about getting your ass kicked on the beach now. <laughs> ball, 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 <laughs> Ooh, woo. Uh, yeah. Catch a punch and you're sitting all over the sand. <laughs> Got ten toes and they're in your face now. <laughs> and we'll have fist, fist, fist in our faces. Okay. Anyway, um, so the next day, Danny is doing the. Contusions. <laughs> hey, that's some collusion. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the next day, Danny is doing the classic wearing sunglasses in the morning for breakfast. And mom wants to see his baby brown. Because <laughs> she is one. But which is, it's kind of a weird scene because she wants to see his baby brown. She obviously wants him to take off his glasses because she suspects something's up. Something's going on. She's from Jersey. She knows stuff's going on. I thought they were more plain spoken in Jersey. She'd be like, hey, get off those, take those glasses off. She is being, she's being a nice mom. Though. She's yeah. going, show me the baby browns. Come on, give mama what she likes. <laughs> and uh, he does, and it's a black guy, and That's she's a, all upset. She's all upset. I don't blame her. Yeah. It, by the way, um, the mom in this, yeah. uh, Lucille, uh, very good. I buy her as uh, his mom. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's great, and, and yeah, she's really good. Uh, so uh, he goes to school wearing the sunglasses. Wearing the, <laughs> wearing the sunglasses. Uh, talks with Allie mm-hmm. uh, while they're out of the, the playing field. Play, well, soccer's going on, and I guess he's can show off again his ability to bounce a ball on his thigh and his shins and his feet and stuff like that. And uh, future hacky sacker. <laughs> The hacky sack kid. The hacky sack kid. <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Uh, hey, you know how to slap a bag with your ankle pretty good. Yeah. Let's get him. Then, of course, we we know this. Ellie is a girl. So Ellie has to go with and join the pep squad girls. Well, the boys get to play their soccer. So Johnny start, or Danny starts to play soccer when a couple of friends of Johnny uh, do a kind of a, a little bit of a ambush on him and, and take him out from behind. Basically a leg sweep. Yeah, it's kind of a preliminary tackles uh, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, and And, uh, it's tackling and punching to the face. And Danny, yes, kind of loses his temper, and uh, and he is the one who gets in trouble. Sure, he gets kicked off the team. He gets kicked out of the PE class. Yeah, and uh, I, and so then yeah, he leaves. So then we cut to him in his apartment, and uh, we see, uh, I guess Danny's, you know, feeling like he's defenseless against these these gorillas so he's practicing his 
his kung fu or karate from, by, by book from a book yes from a from a book yeah and i remember those from again from school where mm-hmm. it's like hey there's a book about uh kung fu because again when when the kung fu sh- and i'm not i'm not quite this old that i watched the kung fu show when i was a kid no yeah but like but when kung fu the show came out yeah it was this thing of just like you know there it's like magic it was treated like it was magic but you could learn it and then you could fight anyone one yeah. matter their size it was just amazing and so you'd see like a book about like yeah, karate or kung fu at the library and it's like this is all i need once <laughs> i finish reading this book i can beat up anybody this is great and yeah so seeing him look at the book oh poor guy it's not gonna the book's not gonna do you i have one it's of those i have one of those old teach yourself uh martial arts books but it's uh written by bruce lee oh pretty good it's kind of cool i don't know where, I, first, I don't know where it is the first thing is get someone to throw this book at your face as hard as possible <laughs> block it <laughs> is, that, is that the rule yep block this book <laughs> block it again so while he's practicing mr miyagi comes in mm-hmm. to fix work on the sink i assume and uh he sees danny practicing and makes kind of a an observation about him learning from a book and I guess Danny takes that to heart because he goes to the neighborhood dojo. Yes. Cobra Kai uh, is called. Cobra Kai, which is across the street from the restaurant that his mom works at. Yeah. And he goes in there and he's kind of sitting there watching what's going on and he's very interested. And then he's, and then the crowd sort of clears and then we see Johnny looking at him and, and then Danny sees him and gives kind of an eye roll like, oh, brother. <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> Which I like. It's sort of a weird scene, but I liked it a lot. I know this is where, again, it feels like, you know, it's L.A., but it's the smallest town in the world. It's just like, ugh, ugh. It's right across from him, ugh. Yeah. And it's being run by um, a Vietnam veteran uh, named John Kreese, ah, played by yes. Martin, Martin Cove. That's right. I'm not sure if they show it then, but yes, he has on the picture, uh, he has a photo on the wall, a frame photo of himself in his full combat regalia uh you know, is he a Vietnam vet in Rambo as well? First Blood? I didn't know he was in the or is it, or is he, is he Is it First Blood he's in? Or let me just see which one he's in. Uh, he's in Rambo, First oh, First Blood Part 2, which came out the next year. I've never seen that movie. Okay. Sorry. No, that's all, that's all right. It's... It's a, a, the, first, the first of the Rambo movies was, once again, a Sylvester Stallone movie shot in Vancouver. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was I thought that was a good movie, but uh, technically shot in hope. Sorry, but yes, yes. I have I have been I visited the bridge, which has now been torn down. But I visited the bridge that he crosses. And once again, much like the Karate Kid, uh, Rambo then became a cartoon show on Saturday morning. <laughs> Whereas well, Karate Kid, you go that makes sense. Rambo, not at all. I think arguably the all. movies also became a cartoon show. Maybe. Well, and then they got more and more R-rated to where it was just, jeez! Like, the last two have really been, whoa! Oh, yeah, that okay, one. I did you're see, working through some stuff. Okay. I did see Last Blood, or whatever it was called, the one that takes, okay. takes place in Thailand or someplace like that. Like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a, they, uh, that's where they learned, oh, CGI blood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's fill a movie with it. Yep. It's, it was fun. I actually kind of enjoyed it just because it was so over the top. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So we're so what it feels like with Cobra Kai yeah. is this guy is because shorthand for this guy's nuts uh, <laughs> used to be uh, he's a Vietnam vet oh okay well he's nuts that was that was the shorthand unfortunately okay for, I don't think that's what they're going for here though I, I do because it's like he's tre- he's treating them like it's a military situation yeah to me. Like, yeah you gotta fight you're gonna fight basically to the death no mm-hmm. mercy strike yeah. first yeah do all this this is a guy who came out of Vietnam. I'm assuming 
not right. And now he's <laughs> passing this along to these kids, giving them, uh, training them in violence that's sure. inappropriate. Well, he may have, he may have been like that before. I mean, that's probably why he went to, to he might have. You know, wanted to go to Vietnam to. Uh... When we see the prequel to the John Kreese story, <laughs> we will know. But he's very much uh, teaching them, uh, you know, a uh, an overly aggressive form of martial arts. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not it's not the spiritual part of of. Uh, no, it's arts, a, and... there's uh, broken bones and problems. Yes, yeah. there's there's permanent damage. Yes, you can see that in in what you could call at best cursory bows that the that the Cobra Kai students give to their opponents. Mm-hmm. There there's no respect of for them for their opponents at all. So yeah, so after he leaves the the dojo in disgust, he has dinner with his mum at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But on his way home in the dark because she, of course she has to go back to work. He is ambushed by jerks. Yeah. Who, with Johnny and his gang who yeah. force him off of, off of basically they kind of force him off of the, the bicycle path and then oh, down a hill where he falls in the most, uh, Buster Keaton like way. He, uh, goes off that bike. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have put on the front brake was my, my thought when I saw that. Maybe it, it did look like a very <laughs> realistic fall. I fell off my bike a lot. Uh, that year that yeah. they're talking about, sure. and that looked like yeah, that looked like a realistic fall off your bike <laughs> down the hill. Yeah, I'll buy that. Sure. Uh, I remember once there was yeah, there were some kids that were that were chasing me, and then I uh, I hit something and went a flip. I flipped over the front of the bike. Okay. Uh, and then the bike kept going and ran over me, like just ran <laughs> over my back and then just like hit my head, like it just drove over me, and then it just fell over. And it was like you wow. betrayed me too, bike. Insult to injury. Yeah, literally. So well, no, literally, the bike didn't turn and insult me, but yeah, figuratively, yes. No, no, it insulted you. It, it just walked over you. That is an insult. Oh well, that's sim- symbolism. I don't know if that's insult. We can get into this later. Go ahead. <laughs> After the show's over, we'll discuss this. Yeah, so I'll at length. I, <laughs> um, he, yeah, uh, by the way, tune oh, into our after show. That's right. Yeah, where we nitpick things no one cares about at all. Yeah, nitpick after dark. So, uh, Johnny, or that's right. Uh, Danny returns to the to the uh, apartment. It was like a motel, actually, but the apartment buildings. And it, he, it looks, it does look like a motel. Yeah. For sure. He, uh, in disgust, throws his bike in the dumpster. Well, right, which, which nowadays you wouldn't be able to do because you'd have to recycle it. But yes. What I what I liked was uh, obviously someone just said, you know, there's something written for this part. So they're just like, Ralph, just. Just you know, just improvise some lines there, and so he's just like, "You stupid bike, you stupid bike, this stupid bike." He says it like four or five times, and then he just throws it in the dumpster. He just which I, which you know what I buy. <laughs> it's like, like as a kid, I didn't. You're, you're so mad. You're just so mad that you're just like, I'm a, I'm a, oh, stupid, stupid. I think if you're, stupid. I think if you're mad, you just don't say anything. You just throw it in the. Oh, I'm a guy who talked to himself a lot. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of times again when I'm about that age where someone's—I realize someone's been walking behind me and heard me having a long conversation where I'm playing both parts in a in a conversation I wish had gone differently. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's no two ways to get away with this. Uh, nowadays, you just like pretend you're on your phone. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, bikes in the dumpster. So at this point, Danny, who has been kind of cagey with his mum. You know, and it's been, you know, he's not been super happy about the move, but he's been kind of keeping it, you know, keeping his feelings to to himself. He kind of explodes on his mom now, like when, you know, his mom comes down and she's, 
you know, she sees what's going on and she's like, what's happening? And he's just like, gets mad at her for move, making him move, taking away from his friends, changing his life. He hates it here. He's unhappy. Nothing's, you know, he can't make friends. He's, you know, uh, he's, he's upset, obviously. And he just vents on his mum. But he does it right outside Mr. Miyagi's office. And the camera pointedly slowly zooms in on Mr. Maggie's door after they both walk away. So I think it's, uh, we're supposed to know that. The next day, I guess he's returning from school, he finds his, his bike, his once upon dumpstered bike, now at the top of the stairs, shiny and new. Not new, but uh-huh. shiny and newer looking, all fixed up. And he goes, and this is where I really started to like this character. I mean, already, you're, already, you're already sympathetic to him, but I kind of felt like he's a bit of a mouthy jerk. You know, like I was like, you know, I was kind of like, well, you can kind of see why, like, you know, you can see why he got kicked out of soccer. Like if he'd kept his head and like, you know, not gotten into a fight, he would have, he probably wouldn't got kicked out. And maybe those other kids would have gotten in trouble for, you know, like, but anyway, now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm on board with this, with this kid. I like him. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good scene. So he goes in to Mr. Maggie's office to me and, uh, to thank him for fixing his bike. Well, first to ask him if he fixed his bike. And what Which I like. very sweet. Yeah. yeah. It's this a guy did something nice for you, and it's the first person who's done something nice for him. Yeah, yeah, you know, really. Yeah, you know, the other kid was sort of nice to him, but then bailed immediately. <laughs> it was it was a fair weather nice person, uh, and I also like that Mr. Maggie doesn't go no or deny it or whatever. He just was it's a simple yes. That was me. Yeah. who did that. Hi, <laughs> hi, and uh, and then Mr. Maggie shows shows Danny how to. Well, because Danny shows interest in what Mr. Meg is doing, which he's he's cultivating his bonsai trees. He um he shows Danny how to how to also how to um I guess do the uh what do they call it? The there's a word for it. Trimming. The trimming. That's pruning. Pruning. There's the word. Pruning the, 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 the tree. And oh yeah, I wrote it wrote in my notes. Miyagi shows <laughs> Danny how to prune a bonsai tree. Well, I guess I should have read my notes, hey? So I'm just going off the top of my head. And here's the nice thing about this is to the audience, yeah. we've never seen Pat Morita do this kind of character. Like yeah, if you if yeah. you know him from the sixties, you know him as the hip comic. If yeah. you know him from you know uh, the hip what? Sorry, what was that? The hip the hip comic. <laughs> I'm going with that. The hip other N word. Um, uh, or if you know him as from Happy Days, you know him as this broad character. Yeah. So Danny doesn't know who this guy is, and frankly, we don't either. We yeah, don't know no, we don't know who he's going to be a character with depth. We think like the first thing, time we saw him, he was doing something goofball. He was trying to catch fly with chopsticks. Well, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> he's just an idiot. So he's a dumb guy. Yeah. What's what's his deal going to be? Mm, who knows? Uh, and then, yeah, all of a sudden it's solemn and it's quiet. Yeah. And we've never yeah. seen Pat Morita play this kind of character before. Mm-hmm. So I think to an audience coming into this is just like, huh. Oh, yeah. this is like genuinely surprising. Hmm. We're used to it now, knowing what the Mr. Miyagi character should be. But yeah, if you're yeah. seeing this for the first time, and mm-hmm. or even know Pat Morita from uh, the past, like, oh, all right, go ahead, go on. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah. so Danny's mom comes down to collect him, and uh, Mr. Miyagi gives her a, her a bonsai tree, and he also gives Danny the tree that he was working on. So that was very nice. And then we have kind of a we have a time. Time moves forward very quickly now. And I like how they do this. They have Mr. Miyagi uh, carrying a pumpkin and Danny's there. And you can immediately feel that they are, that they're closer to now and that they're, they're friendly now. They're not, they're not new neighbor or new, you know, new, new resident maintenance man. Now they're, they're friends. They have a relationship with each other. You know, Danny's there. He's doing his thing. Mr. Miyagi's doing his thing. He's got some pumpkins that he's carved. He's going to light them. 
and uh, we get we also get uh, Mr. Miyagi's sense of humor, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he wants, and of course he's ta- asking Danny. You know, he said, you know, he knows there's a school dance, there's a Halloween dance for school, and he wants to know why Danny isn't going. And Danny's, you know, obviously Danny doesn't want to say because I'm afraid of getting beaten up. He says, oh, I don't like dancing or whatever. And Mr. Miyagi says, well, we can get you there, and no one will know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to. Allie and her friends at the dance, and we see we see a uh, a shower curtain attached with, you know, with a shower head above it enter the dance, and somehow she knows right away that it's Danny. Yeah, which shows you know how she uh, understands his his personality, you know, and she so she heads over, and then there's a cute scene of them both in the the shower together in the shower curtain. To yeah, talking. It's, it's quite romantic. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. In a, in a high school goofy way. Here's the thing. Danny does seem like a kid. Yeah. He seems like a nervous kid. He's not like, he's got those, oh, this sounds weird to say, those Scott Bale good looks. But, he's, <laughs> but, but you know, when he, when he breaks down with his mom, it's like, oh, he's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. And they really do that in the remake uh, where he really breaks down and cries. And it's like, yeah, this is, you need this to build him up later. You got to see that this actually hurts. It's not just annoying to have bullies. It's yeah. spirit crushing. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. uh, they, and, and then they play this really sweet little shower scene together. That's surprisingly, you know, I don't want to say it, it's, it's, it's like a little sexy scene. It's like, this yeah. is so cool. You know, no one can see you. You can, yeah. you can kiss. It's a, it's a great costume, Miyagi. Good, good go. <laughs> yeah. He even tells her that he didn't make it, that, it, you know, his friend, Mr. Miyagi made it. He even calls him his friend. Yeah, so yeah. that's nice. And it is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, the, and I, I got to say that I was super impressed by, by um, Elizabeth Shue's acting in this film. Like her character, it's not like the greatest role you'll ever get in your life. You know, you're basically the girlfriend, you know, so you get to do a lot of the girlfriend things, but she really has this like great openness and friendliness to her that you can see that she really likes Danny. Mm-hmm. And you never like you never feel like it's forced or fake or we question her motives or whatever. You just see this kind of very open-heartedness to her character and it's it's really really well done, I think. Yeah, and she could just be the girl. Yeah, like, exactly. She could be the prize to be won. Yeah. But she's definitely the best actor aside from maybe Pat Morita. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this. And so, yeah, it's, uh, she's got depth to her character. That's... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good for her. <laughs> so. Um, Danny makes a mistake. I like that. Uh, they also like that they dance in the shower together as well. Yeah. So then uh, Danny goes to the washroom. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Oh, what. by the way, no. First, yeah, because. Uh, there's a guy at the, at the Oh, that's like, right. Oh, that's comes, right. oh, yeah, smashed an egg on my head. You know, as you do. What? <laughs> yeah, this is pranksters like throwing eggs at people. Yeah, there's a guy dressed as a chicken who comes in and he's throwing eggs at and real eggs like, at people. What are you going to do? Yeah. That's what we do in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, what? let's be fair. This is the valley. I guess the we San don't... Diego chicken was very popular. We, we, we don't know what. A little nod to that wonderful sure, character that sure. we miss so much. <laughs> I guess he retired. I hope so. Otherwise, you know, someone ate him. <laughs> well, that's what I meant by retired. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. So, uh, Danny goes to clean off in the bathroom. Right. Where he then sees that Johnny is uh, in one of the bathroom stalls rolling some J's. Which is good because otherwise, look, if, if Johnny was in there taking a poop <laughs> and then this happened, you'd have to go, Danny, not cool. <laughs> but because yeah. he's rolling joints... 
We're like, you listen, it's 84. Drugs are bad. Uh, (laughs) He deserves it because he's got drugs. But who the hell knows that he wouldn't like me taking a poop while rolling the thing? Don't go looking over a stall. (laughs) He doesn't even, I don't think he looks over the stall. He just, he finds a hose. Yeah. And he drapes it over the top of the stall. Yeah. Turns it on and then makes a run for it. Unfortunately, he's wearing a a shower stall. So yes. it's hard to, or a, or a shower curtain with a you know a hoop to hold it in, and it's hard to run in that. So it's a, it's kind of a bit of a, a play on Psycho, but in this case, uh, the shower is going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other guy is dressed as death. So yeah, that's right. They're they're dressed like kind of uh, Cinco de Mayo, kind of the with the those kind of um, maybe not. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, now there's an now there's, there's an sort of argument. an ornateness to the way they. Do I don't their think faces. it's the Day of the Dead. No, they're just doing just a skeleton a, thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, they like it's slimming. They like it. It's slimming. Look. <laughs> it's slimming. <laughs> there's a there's an argument that's made. There's yeah. some uh, uh, online uh, and and other places that Danny was in the wrong doing this. At this point, Danny is escalating a situation. Yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah, um, that Danny and people have gone on so far to say like Danny's the bad guy in this. I disagree with that. But yeah, this this is a thing we're like, well, dude, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I know we have yeah. just established by a guy throwing an egg at his head that this is prank time. <laughs> so it's not like he's pranking him in the middle of the school day. I guess that's kind of I guess that's sort of in the spirit of hello like That's I'm, right. It's a it's a prank. Fair dinkum on on a school on on, on Halloween. Yes. Have you ever but seen course, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis or Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland? I have not. Is Direct, that directed by Vincente Minnelli? Is that the one that's the same thing as uh, Sleepless in Seattle and another film as well? No, they you're thinking of you're thinking of uh, Shop Around the Corner. Oh, that's, that's okay. a different. Uh, I think that okay. was I think that was remade as in the good old summertime as a musical. But no, Meet Me in Saint Saint Louis is um, it's kind of like a, a slice of life musical of a family living in Saint Louis at the turn of the the twentieth century. You know, like they have a phone, but it's a newfangled thing, right, in the home, which you do not answer at dinner time, and and uh, and the the World's Fair is coming to St. Louis, and oh, isn't this exciting? But there's a there's a this there's, there's this um, Halloween sequence in the movie because it goes through the seasons, the film, and there's okay. this Halloween sequence, and it is absolutely harrowing to watch. It is so frightening what these kids are doing, and you're just like, oh my gosh. You got to see it. I can't describe it. I can't give you. I can't. I can't describe it in words. What it feels like. It's just crazy. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, part of it is they're playing around a pile of furniture that's about forty feet tall. That's burning. It feels like it's that tall anyway. <laughs> it's just this ginormous pile of old furniture they've just lit on fire because it's Halloween. And then they're just like they're they're doing all these these pranks and stuff. And oh, it's just it it it's just it'll turn your blood cold. It's a great movie though. I highly I highly recommend the film. It's great. Okay. It's where it's where um. It's where Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas premiered in that film. Very good. And uh, whatever it is, Ding, Ding, Ding with the trolley. There's a lot of great songs in yeah. it. And it's a good film. I, re- I highly recommend it. And if you, you, have, had me, you had me at Ding, Ding, Ding with the trolley. And if you have TCM, have it will show up. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's not my favorite song from the film. My favorite song is this little song that she, that she and, and her, her sister Tootie sing together. Ah, oh, such a good movie. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that maybe, fine film. Maybe we'll have to fansplain it. <laughs> we might have to. We have to do uh, some few musicals. Make David happy. So um, uh, the shower stall yes. is running. He hoses hoses poor Johnny, who is just innocently rolling some getting some weed together on his uh, in the in the shower stall. And yes, so the, he is chased by these guys. And not only, I mean, 
I mean, it's, it's and it's Danny who causes like the most mayhem in the parking lot. He actually causes like a car accident in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what he did was not only like mean and mean spirited. Because I mean, if you are, I mean, even if you're being bullied, you have to like feel like you can rise above it to some degree. And I feel like he's, I, I, I do, I do agree with people that he, you know, he sank to their level by doing this, and he kind of precipitated what's going to happen next. And I mean, of course, violence, you know, as an answer to violence is not is not good. But I mean. You know, what do you expect? These guys are bullies. They've already, like, for no reason, you know, beaten you up and pushed you down a hill. Now, now you've given them cause. What do you think is so going to happen? Do you think if uh, Danny didn't do this, he would have, like, had a fine year at school? No, I don't think that. I think that. So, yeah. I think it, I don't think it would have stopped, but I just mean that. I just don't think that. Like, I feel like in two instances, one in the soccer pitch and now and now here, he is putting himself in the wrong, you know, so that he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. As a, to argue against these people, right? Mm. Like, what's he going to say? That he's, you know, he's going to say, well, you know, like, like what he can't say. Oh, these guys did this stuff, blah blah blah. To me, like, people are going to be like, uh huh. But we know that you sprayed a student with a in a you know with a hose in a shower stall. Well, okay, and then caused go... and then caused a car accident in the parking lot. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. So we go with the idea of, uh, you know, uh, what what did you do? Okay, well, if you're talking to a principal or something like yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I put the hose on him when he was in the stall. Yeah. Oh, what were you doing in the stall? Oh, well, that's <laughs> a bigger issue. So that, that's that. That's one of you is getting, oh, you, a, a detention. One of you is getting expelled. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is like, what did, you, what did you do to deserve that? Oh, uh, a bunch of them on their motorcycles uh, came up to me uh, when I was riding my bike and drove me down a hill and uh, flipped off the bike and it wrecked my bike. <laughs> And uh, they were all on their motorcycles, and then they ran away laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, you know, karmatically, I guess you had one coming to them, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose if, but I mean, it's a he said, it's a he said, he said situation then. Okay, it's a bit well, different than the shower, right? Partial observers, yes. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking like karmically, you'd go like, yeah, you know what? You push a guy down a hill and break his bike, he can get you wet. Yeah. That's fair. So you're, you're, you're saying you think that Danny was, was, it was good of him to put the hose I think that Danny yeah. uh, is in a no-win situation. I, I agree, but I think I I think you can make it worse for yourself. Can you though? Like, don't you think? <laughs> yes, you can. I don't know. I think like Johnny by the end of the school year. Yeah. Like if if Johnny is is the kind of guy who will when like like he could have broke his neck going down that hill. Like them driving him off the hill and flipping down with his bike and his bike got smashed to hell. Yeah. That yeah. could have been a neck breaker, bone breaker. That could have really hurt yeah, him. And this is like sure. early days. Although he like, is a, he is a kid, so you know. What's that? He's a young he is, kid, so he is a kid. He's just gonna you know, bounce down the hill. Kids still break their arms and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I think like as the school year progresses, they're not gonna let up in any way, shape, or form, especially no, no, no. if he's spending I, no, any time with Allie. I agree. And, with you. and we've just established that he likes Allie and Allie likes him. Yeah. So, so look, he's going to get, he's like, uh, admittedly, the gang is being cruel and chases him and yeah, yeah. does all this stuff, but they would have ganged up on him and beat him up anyway throughout the year. Yeah. So, like, he's just get he's just dealing with a problem now that would have flared up. There's no way Johnny wouldn't have beat him up throughout the year anyway. Oh, no, so, I, I agree with you. But, you know, I just, I just think that uh, there's no need to, uh, you know, poke the poke the bear. So what? Okay, what would you say Danny's good move would be? There? What's what's Danny's move to get through the school year and still uh, be able to be friends with Allie? What what does he do? Well, he already is friends with Allie. He just goes back to the dance and has some more and fun. What? 
Has some more oh, fun so, with and him. the second and the second that Johnny sees him, yeah, uh, like the reason he's in a shower, yeah, yeah. is because Johnny <laughs> will beat him up. I know, but do you, but you think putting water on him has made him not want to beat him no, up? No, no, okay, forget that. You're saying <laughs> you're disagreeing that that's the right move. Yeah. What I'm asking you, yeah. Now, yeah, that's the wrong move. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The wrong move. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. What is the right move to get through the year that he's going to? School year just started. Yeah. He's got to get through an entire school year with a guy that drove him off a cliff. Uh, you know, basically down a <laughs> yeah, hill. Yeah. All right. So, and with a gang that's like into beating the hell, holy hell out of him. Yeah. What, what does he do? What's his move to survive the year? What should he do? Well, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never been in that situation. Have you been in that situation? Yes. Or what did you do? Absolutely. I used to get. Well, I would. Just, I just left school. Oh, okay. I, was, I would not show up at school. For well, I mean, the most I, part, I guess. I guess that well, is well, yeah, that is I, part of the. I mean, that is part of the answer for him, isn't it? There's lots of times where it seems like he's home early from school and. Yeah, or that's not, the thing. Like, I get that this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. I don't think when you're dealing with those, uh, you know, th- yeah. those kind of kids, that there's a right thing. So he's just going to have to avoid them for the entire year. Well, that, that's... And, hide. and instead he decides, <laughs> yeah. instead he decides to make a move and to get revenge. Yeah. Which I get that you're going bad move, but <laughs> I think the worst move sure. then is yeah. to, you know, just hide for an entire year. Yeah. Especially when the school isn't on your side and thinks sure. you're the problem. Because they like the kid who's like probably the good soccer player and these are the golden boys of the school. So yeah. what do you do? Yeah, it's it's again, I get your I get your point, but I'm throwing this out there now to our listeners. What would be the right thing for Danny to do? I think I mean, I think that what if you're in a situation like that, you need you need to cultivate your own friend group for one thing. So you have your own friends that you have that are separate from the bullies and stuff like that, right? So, the, I mean, he has bullies. that with he has that with Allie. He has a friendship with her, but there's but mean, bullies. Bullies aren't going to with Allie. Yeah. He's going to beat him up, <laughs> right? Like he sees he sees he sees him with Allie. He's going to beat him up. And if he cultivates his friend group, let's yeah. say it was those dumb dumbs off the top. So well, but friends, that, those aren't friends. So, I mean, he has okay. to find real friends. Well, listen. All right, similar to him, there's five Dannys now. Yeah. Cobra Kai comes up, they beat the shit out of them. The end. They'll be happy to do it. Yeah. And they're the best fighters in town. So, no, that won't work. Because they're just going to beat up everybody. Every friend of Danny will get beat up. Because that's what they like to do. No mercy, strike first. Boom. You're the enemy. Strike first. I'm going to beat you up. The end. Like, uh, like Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult. I mean, thinking about it, when I was in elementary school and I moved here, there was a kid who liked to threaten me. But I would just tell him jokes. And that seemed to be like, that became the thing to do. So mm-hmm. when he came up to me, I had a joke. And so it'd be like, he'd be like, tell me a joke, Dave. And then, so I tell him a joke, he'd be like, all right, I won't beat you up. Yeah. Like, okay. Because <laughs> I'm oh, I mean, surviving. Over time, in my, in my school, I got, again, humor, humor helped me as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I became sort of who I was and got a certain degree of, you know, whatever. And people knew me and, and were okay with me. But yeah, again, we're going with the fictional version here. Yeah, I just don't know what his other option was. But we've debated it for quite a while. So again, I throw it over to the to our listener. What should Danny have done? Was he in the right? Was he in the wrong? Regardless, he's been chased up to a fence right now, and he's getting the <laughs> holy hell kicked out of him. Yes, and uh, and of course we get in the scene someone saying, uh, "That's enough, you guys. Come on, let's. We don't want to. You know, we don't want to hurt him." Yeah. And, and then someone else says, you know, 
show no mercy, right? Because that's what their teacher teaches them. That's right. Is that they should show the enemy no mercy, and the enemy is your opponent. Your opponent is your enemy, which of course is the wrong way to look at someone who is who is your opponent in something. They're not your enemy. They are they're opposite you, but they are not your enemy. So. Yeah, they have missed the spiritual part <laughs> of uh, karate. Yeah, yeah. And so at this moment, we see Mr. Miyagi creeping over the fence like a cat, like a quiet, silent cat. And then he jumps down, and with the litheness and the agility of, a, of an older Steven Seagal, finishes off these Cobra Kai students without much problem at all. Yeah. They're, and, they're uh, leveled. They're leveled. And, our, uh, and the audience, who is used to uh, you know, the TV show Kung Fu, yeah. uh, it's like, oh, yeah, this kind of Kung Fu and karate <laughs> and martial arts, which is just slowly move your arm and then the yeah. guy goes <laughs> exactly we had not we had not been we had not seen well i guess i think i'd seen no maybe not i'm no i had seen um and i'd had seen enter the dragon and game and, and game of okay, death yeah. before this before i saw this Bruce movie Lee was a, another level that was mm-hmm. a completely other level to you know uh, what this. we would normally see in martial arts movies american martial arts movies I mean, you see James Bond fight a ninja, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh boy, but I that think, ninja!" I think mm-hmm. that you're. I think. Well, speaking of James Bond, yeah, I think that you're as a kid, you were used to seeing old men fighting in movies. Mm-hmm. Like we we had Roger Moore, you know, who like could barely move his arms because his corset was done up so tight. That's right. So you know, girl food. That's that's girl food. That's right. And so, you know, like we were used to that. You know, it's just kind of like when people say, "Oh, don't you laugh when you see like." people skiing against a blue screen in movies. And I'm like, no, cause that's what you, that's what we watch. Like I, I don't watch it now and go, man, that looks terrible. I just think, well, that's what we watched at the time. Like <laughs> whatever. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lose my mind over it now. So uh, I just feel that probably what I probably had the same reaction to, to Mr. Miyake fighting in the sequence was, was old guy fighting. Okay. That's fine. It's, it's, you know, am I going to sign up for this movie and go, this movie is unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie about overcoming bullies through karate is unrealistic. In the movie, it's in the movie itself. I don't think again the audience expected to see Pat Morita uh, start kicking ass. Like it would honestly be as if in the middle of a movie yeah. where, like you know, it's a very solemn, like Alice doesn't live here anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of movie, and sure, then sure. all of a sudden. Don Knotts comes out and just starts beating up the rapist. I'm like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> and he's just really just kicking ass and taking names. I'm like, what Don Knotts? Where did he come from? All right, fair enough. I'm going to teach you martial arts. To to be fair, Pat Morita has more. You know, he has a bit more. Um, you know, authority than than Don Knotts. In, I don't in his know. Character. If you knew him, if you knew him as yeah, I knew him point, as Arnold. I knew him as Arnold. That's the thing. Yeah, I didn't know him as Mr. T and Tina. And maybe that was the tipping point. It's not a million miles away. Did he have to do a silly accent? He had to do the laugh. Oh, man. Yeah. He did the laugh. It's, it's you know, it is what it is. Again, he had an anti-gravity belt or something. I sure. don't know, man. Put, I got I to gotta go back and look it up. It put, put food on the table. It's also it put, listen, consistently working. Fine. There's no. There's nothing wrong with it. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. About. He was Mr. T before Mr. T was Mr. T. He was. He was Mr. T before Mr. Oh, wait a second. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Wait, he was Mr. T before Richard Gere was Mr. T. Oh, he was Dr. Oh. T. Or was he Mr. T? 
What was that Are movie you talking Doc, the 10,000 Fingers of Dr. T? Is this what No, we're no, I was thinking of Mr. something Mr. T and the Women or something like that. Miss Dr. T and the... Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway, I think uh, we're losing everybody. <laughs> so, anyway, back to uh, Miyagi kicks everyone's ass. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I brought up Robert Altman on a, uh, uh, on a movie fan that's, podcast. That's all right. I'm sure we brought up Popeye before, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so, an injured, a recovering... Danny has tea with Mr. Miyagi and he wants uh, Mr. Miyagi to train him in, in karate. So that he can get revenge. So he can get revenge. And that yeah, is... So he can attack. And yeah. we'll learn later, but Mr. Miyagi is not hip with the violence. He yeah. doesn't... He's not He's not into that. He doesn't, That's not what he... That's not what karate means to him. And um, now... So... I guess he decides now. What makes him change his mind? That he's does he does does um does Danny give the right answer that he that he wants to protect himself or something like that, or he wants to? I'm not sure. I think I think he feels that Daniel doesn't have any options. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and he's asking Miyagi to uh, go with him to uh, like Miyagi says you've got to go confront uh, confront him at the dojo. Oh, that that's right. Idea. That's and right. he's like, will you come with me? It's like, I'm not coming with you. And then he is him like, you know, you're gonna, he's going to come with me. He yeah. goes with him. That's it wasn't right. exactly right. the, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going, flip screen. <laughs> I can't believe I can't. All right, let's go. Okay, but before they go to the dojo, there is there is that great scene where Mish Miyagi lets Danny drive the truck, even though Danny, as he points out, does not have a license. And mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi says, that's okay, I don't either. And yeah. Danny's like, oh, well, that's all legal then. So then he starts to trek and they start, they drive. And I thought that was. Yeah, that's how a learner's permit works, I think. As long as both of you don't drive, then you, together you combine to make one driver that's and right. then you're legally allowed to drive. That's great. And that's he, how it works he drove like me at my driving, my driving test. Yeah, in Los Angeles. So, well, yikes. Um, so, yeah, they go to the dojo. So, yes, they go to Cobra Kai and uh, it's there. So. They kind of have a confrontation with what's his name, Creed, Crees, Creed, Creed, yeah, it's not Creed. Uh, yeah, I think it could be Crees. Uh, John Crees, yeah. Yeah, they have, they they talk to Crees, who of course could care less about this kind of stuff. He think this is to him this is like you know food, you know like uh, what do they call it? Something for the cat. Anyway, he thinks it's great. Yeah, he thinks he thinks this is just a uh, a crazy old man. He's small. He's weak. Yeah, they're yeah. both weak, and so because they're weak. They're worth just laughing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They have no worth to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, he's like, uh, I, you know, if the kid can't fight, it, he's got to fight his own battles. Uh, but that's when Miyagi sees the poster. Yeah, he goes, okay, he's gonna, he'll fight, uh, he'll fight Johnny. First of all, yeah, Miyagi says the thing, you know, five against one, you know, you can't do that. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. If it was just Johnny and him, then they can deal with their own problems. But five against one, you can't do it. I think it's five against one or four against one. Yeah, it's a, it's it was a, five against one. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he looks at the poster and it's like, you know, he'll 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 fight him in the tournament. Uh, but up until then, uh, you got to let him train. And yeah. so, you know, leave him alone until then. And Danny's, this is not a good idea. And uh, yeah, he's, it's, it's, a fucking good, it's a good idea. It's well, like, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. No, uh, Mr. Miyagi says, uh, when he says, of course, yes, Danny's outraged. This is the, the agreement. And, uh, and Mr. Miyagi points out, he says, I've saved you two months of beatings. Which is true. Which is true. I also like that the tournament is on December 19th. So we've already passed Halloween. We had the Halloween dance. So we know. Yeah. But what just made me chuckle is the fact that it's, it's you know, that Los Angeles area. And 
And there's like no different. Like you cannot tell what season it is. There's no yeah. season. There's no like feeling of Halloween is in the air and 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 now Christmas is coming up. It just feels like the same all the time. So I was kind of like, when when is the tournament? Like we, I know that there's like a, a sense of urgency here, but when is it? Like is it is it like is this right after Halloween or is this like? I guess it is. I guess it's after the dance. So then they go like almost the next day to the dojo. So I guess he has two months to train. Yeah, about two months also, before this minute. This is also smart in that you're okay. Like you're showing the passage of time. Yeah. In a way that people can understand like oh yeah from halloween to to like christmas yeah okay that makes sense i got that i know exactly how much time that is um and also even though los angeles you can go to the beach in the winter you're probably not going to it does get a little cooler so that uh you're not going to have to have any scenes with everyone in bikinis (laughs) and like a beach scene and it's going to be like it's one of those it's like no just you know everyone's going to be dressed in you know pants, long pants, and, and what have you. I mean, there's still going to be outside. No one's wearing a jacket, but, you know, it's, uh, you get it. It's going to be all right. We're not going to have to have... Oh, that, ch- that's true, t- though. You, you can tell that it's it's uh, the fall because people are wearing, like, like sweaters and stuff. Yeah. Like, at the beach sequence at night, um, uh, Ellie's wearing, like, this cable-knit sweater uh, to the beach, and I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But I guess... Just- I guess if you're used to the heat down there, it's you know it's cold out. If it yeah yeah if you if you're around people in Los Angeles and it becomes I'm going to say in metric now, uh, and it becomes uh, like 25 degrees yeah uh, then they're throwing on sweaters. <laughs> I'm it. like oh it's so cold oh it's so cold <laughs> I don't want to get a chill. I know it's funny when friends of ours visit in Vancouver, which is one of the milder cities in Canada in yeah. the winter, yeah. and you just see them dressed like layers on layers, and they're just <laughs> so freezing cold. They're like a poor little frog that's just going to freeze solid. That's hilarious. Oh, you! I, I rarely, I really change out of my hoodie in the in the uh, winter time. Mm-hmm. A sweater and a hoodie—that's good enough. Exactly. <laughs> we've got good bodies that can take all the temperatures. <laughs> hooray for us. Hooray hooray for padding. Ha-ha! So, so, uh, <laughs> so now it's time for training. That's right. So so at, at this point, Mr. Miyagi agrees finally to train Daniel, or Danny as I like to call him. You can call him Daniel like his mom. I'm going to call him Danny like his friends. And we now we get a, kind of the classic, if you're going to talk about classic cliches of the Karate Kid, here we go. This is the classic scene where... Danny is, you know, he come. He goes to Mr. Miyagi's house, and Mr. Miyagi gets gets out some cloths, and he instructs instructs Danny to wash all of his cars. He has quite a few very old looking, old you know, vintage cars parked in his in his uh, in his yard, and so and so yeah. And he tells Danny, making circles with his hands, wax on, wax off, forever burned into our consciousness. Yeah, even kids who are six years old, know the joke. They don't know how they know it, but they know if they say wax on and wax off, mommy and daddy will laugh. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so he, and I got to say, I got to give Danny some props here. He is a hard worker. Oh, sure. He cleans, he waxes every one of those cars. Every one of them. Even, even does a little work, does does a chrome as well. And, uh, you know, gives it like a little bit of like extra little bit of uh, toweling off just to make sure it's clean. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got a lot. He's raised good. That kid was raised good. He had to do some work back in, uh, you know, New Jersey. He knows. He knows what he's doing. It's good. Uh, so there's a there's a nice bigger picture here thing too, you know, that I was kind of picking up on watching it again. Like, Mia, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, is depressed. 
when mm. this starts. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to catch the fly. It's which is basically like a luck thing for him. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. But like he's just trying to catch the fly. He's not keeping the pool in order. He has no he's no, he's got no sense of pride of where he's working. Yeah. You know, uh and he's got no sense of pride of uh his home, this uh this dojo area. He's let it all fall into disrepair. He's depressed. Yeah. And as uh he trains Daniel, he lifts himself up out of that depression as yeah. well. D- D- Daniel heals him as well as him training uh tra- training him and it's uh, yeah, it's good. And even more importantly, Mr. Miyagi gets some free labor. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so yeah, the wax on, wax off. Now it also I, has to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Now I put a quote in here, and I have no idea wh- where it's from in the movie. But I mean, it's around the scene. It's after, it's after the you know uh, the scene with Mr. Miyagi, and uh, someone says to Danny or about Danny or something like that. They say must be take a wor- must be take a worm for a walk week. <laughs> I just love that line. But I don't even, I wrote it down and I'm like, I will not forget. I will not forget where this comes from in the movie. Must be take a worm for a walk week, which is just a great line. I don't know what it was in, in, I don't know if it was one of the girls talking. I think it feels like when Danny, the Ali's friends. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would honestly love to see, like, I don't think they've come back in Cobra Kai. But I want to see those girls come back. The sarcastic girls. The one really tall friend. What's that? The one really tall friend. Yeah, the tall friend. Yeah, but the one who's just like always like ugh. And then the uh, then, then the yeah the, the shorter uh, brunette. Who's, yeah, the shorter brunette. She's always got a I look was... on her face like like someone's holding the gar- you know, an onion under her nose. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. she's got some good zingers. And yeah. like, if I was if I was in high school, she'd be the one I'd have a crush on. Yeah, I'd me, be like, me hey, too. Yeah. Yeah. I always I was always attracted to the mean girl, the mean smart girls. Ugh, so smart. Anyway, by the way, I spelled Ellie's name wrong throughout my notes. I knew, she said with an I, Dave. I knew that, but she I tells you that. I knew I did use two L's. It wasn't to the end. Of, right. Wasn't to the end of the movie. I looked at the credits and went, "Ali, that's Ollie. That's Muhammad Ollie. That's not how you spell it. anyway." Well, he's also sanding the walkway. Well, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So, uh, Danny mm-hmm. gets a date with Ali. Oh, he asks her for a date. So this is where we get to meet, see her house, which is weirdly close to the road, but very very posh very hoity-toity house and and of course of course he drives up with his with his mom and her rather broken down looking uh, station wagon and her mom and dad come home in their foreign car you know they drive up they're dressed in their their tennis clothes because they've been at the club they've been at the racket club and uh or their country club and and uh, so we get that awkward parent meetup where danny is is (laughs) Is you know like not looking at them, you know, kind of kicking at things and you awkwardly. You mentioned that he's uh, that mom's driven them. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, so let me mention it again. <laughs> please, mom's driven. Please do. All right. And uh, and of course, yeah. And it's like when Danny's kind of kicking the wall, and he kicks a piece of the brick off, and then the, the dad's like, "I thought you said you were going to get that fixed." You know? And the mom's <laughs> now the mom's in the back feet, so she's mad at Danny too because you know he put her he put her in this situation, and so then yeah. Danny and. Uh, Danny and Ellie go down and she meets Danny's mom and, and everything's really great, except the car won't start, which I just love this scene because <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And what's good is they set it up at the beginning of the film in a way that didn't make you go, oh, that's going to pay off later. Because it didn't feel like, it just kind of felt thrown away at that point in the movie, like kind of just a bit of a bit of character development, a bit of, you know, so you understand, understand the characters and stuff. And so when this, when it happens here where the car breaks down and, and of course, Ellie's 
wealthy parents are watching. And so these two people are literally looking down on them as they get out yes. of the car. And, you know, when mom's pop- doing the embarrassing mom thing of, hello! <laughs> and, now, and now I got to make a big fuss while we get out of the car. Ah! But I do yes, like, but it does follow in the, in the great, in the great trend of this film of putting people who have no experience in the driving seat. So Ellie is now driving while Danny and his mom push it, push the car to get, so they can bump it into bump, bump it and get it going. And so they do, and they drive off and uh, they go to a fun park, which I thought it looked like a lot of fun to me. I really thought that was great. Well, Dave. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's golf and stuff. I'm sure it is real. I don't think they would build a whole, whole No, no, but not only is it movie. real, it yeah. still exists. Oh, cool. And it has three locations. One in Ventura, California, which uh-huh. I think is the one they're at. Okay. Norwalk, California, and Tucson, Arizona. Uh-huh. And that is golf and stuff, which has been temporarily uh, shut down a bit of it for COVID. But, uh, COVID. but yep. it's uh, gradually reopening and uh, safety. And uh, yeah, they got uh, go-karts. They got they got miniature golf. Sure, they got arcades. Yep. Uh, oh boy, howdy! We we, uh, we, have, we really should go. We have one of those here. They got a laser tag arena. They got bumper boats. We have Castle Fun Park. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So we, you can go there and use do the go karts, and they have three different miniature golf courses. They have one outside, and they have two inside. That's pretty good. Huh? And then they have a, a, a arcade area, and you can win the coupons, or you can cash in for garbage. Okay. You know the whole thing. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, I like it. On the Actually, wa- I love that stuff, yeah. On the way to Chilliwack. I, when I watched this, I was like, oh, that's so fun. I wish stuff like that was still around. And then I mentioned, <laughs> that, to, I mentioned that to my wife, yeah. and she went, it's still around. Yeah. Like, what do you mean it's still around? That can't still be around. Yeah. How can that still be around? Kids still, uh, kids still like to play. Right, but it's like, that is clearly an 80s, that's everything 80s, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, that, they must have shut down. That's not a... Let's see. And yeah, the three locations. So that was nice. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, they have a very nice, wholesome date. They do. They do. But after having all that fun, Danny kind of gets feeling, I want to say left out. He feels like he, he feels his, his social position because as they're walking out, a guy pulls up in this Corvette, you know, convertible yeah. Corvette. And he's talking with, he's talking with, with Allie. And it's not in a flirty way. It's just in a friendly way. But you know, he knows her from rich part of town. That's right. He knows her from the country club. He knows her from their their lives. And He's then a snob, and Danny feels like a slob, and he doesn't like it. And then, and then Johnny shows up with his friends, all packed into his weird driving a, a Studebaker Avanti, which I thought was a very strange car for this movie. But anyway, I guess it was... again, it's the smallest big town in the world. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and he's got like yeah, it's packed with his friends, all sitting in this in this convertible, and of course he. You know, he wants Ellie to go, and then then Johnny gets all upset, and he's he's you know he's kind of he attacks her to make to you know so that he doesn't feel little, he makes her feel little, mm. which is not a good idea. Everyone, no, this is way before nagging was a thing. No, <laughs> I think that's always been around. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I go- think I think taming of the shrew is basically that's let's let's neg the shrew. Is, what <laughs> is it? Is that what it is? I can't remember. A little bit. Let's break the shrew spirit. Mm, mm. I'd like to do a play, honestly, at some point called uh, Leave the Shrew Alone. <laughs> She's got her own problem. She's got her she own problem. She's a shrew. Yeah. Shrew's fine. Is that right? Do you want to... Yeah, she want... meets another guy who's like uh, a guy shrew or like a oh, okay. nice lady shrew or so, something. And so... they're, 
They so, happily shrew together. It's fine. Is that right? So you you like shrews and you want them to continue being I th- shrews. I I think uh, I think we have established <laughs> that uh, both of us uh, uh, used to like the yeah, shrews. Yeah, that's you're right. We did like the. I wouldn't say I like shrews. I just like girls who are, who are a little sarcastic. I just some people like think that. no shrews is good shrews, and I I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. All the shrews that's fit to print. Okay, so... Huey Lewis and the shrews. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> shrews of the world. So, uh, on the <laughs> second day of uh, karate training, this is when this is when uh, Danny does does the sanding. He gets to sand the walkway, the wooden walkways around the Japanese garden that Mr. Miyagi has in the back. Man, of I hate sanding. I, I, I would be fine with doing everything else in this, except I hate sanding so much. Oh, really? Why? Oh, just the feeling of like, shh, oh, I love shh. sanding. It's almost like scraping your nails on on uh, chalkboard. That's funny. Really, I, I love sanding. It's so satisfying to feel the wood after you've sanded it. Oh. Okay, well, you can do that part. I'll do the rest. <laughs> so Danny, after he finishes, seems feel he seems a little disillusioned. He's a little can't move his arms. Wonder yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's got a little bit of a uh, bit of tennis shoulder. And yeah, and, uh, uh, he does fix the tennis shoulder uh, later on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so um, let's just see here. Uh, so now Danny comes again. Mm-hmm. So this time we have uh, Miyagi's trying to, he's once again trying to catch a fly with chopsticks, which he thinks is the ultimate in, in uh, you know, your, your quick reflexes. And uh, much to his disgust, Danny does it right away. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. Beginner's luck, he tells him. Now, well, this time, Mr. Miyagi makes uh, Danny paint the fence. What I liked about this was when he comes, come, you know, he comes over and he's all like, "Pretty good job, eh?" And he goes, "Did you do the other side?" <laughs> <laughs> nope. And so he goes back to doing that. And so was this what Tom Sawyer was trying to do with all those other kids? Was he <laughs> just trying to teach them all to fight? Uh, I think he was just trying to get it to work. All right, fair enough then. Like Mr. Miyagi. So the next day, Dan Danny comes, and now he, and Mr. Miyagi's not even there. He's just left. He's left equipment and a note that says, "Paint the house." And then some demonstrations of how he wants him to paint it. So not up and down the way he was painting the fence. Because when he's been doing this, he's been doing motions that are repetitive. When he's wax on, wax off, he's painting. When he was sanding, he was sanding with a particular motion. When he was painting the fence, he was doing a particular motion. And now he's doing a back and forth motion slowly. And and uh, But when Miyagi returns from fishing, Danny's mad. When, when did he get to go fishing? Mm-hmm. Did, he feels like a slave. This is, you know, I'm doing all this work. I'm not getting anything out of it, you know. And then Miyagi shows Danny how learning these things that, that seemed like he was just doing like humdrum work actually have taught him to do these actions quickly without thinking about them because what he's done them so often. <laughs> it is what, a, a, what a great It is a great yeah. twist. M. Night Shyamalan, middle of your film twist. <laughs> and just like, yeah, it all makes it all makes sense. But yeah. it's a great it's a great reveal. It is a great scene. And and it's and, and, and it's only it's done solely at first, but then Miyagi does like does like full on like a- attack and Danny successfully defends all of his you know, dis- dis- successfully parries all of his blows, I guess I could say. Uh the next day they go to the beach and uh the point of this is so Danny can learn to balance in the waves. So he's standing out in the waves and this is of course right. the Pacific coast. And we don't have this here in, in uh, where we live in the lower mainland of Vancouver, because we have a ginormous Island between us and the ocean. They get all the waves and we just get the, the tides. Mm-hmm. And so if you want big waves here, we have to go 
uh, cross. We have to drive. We have to take a ferry, and then cross Fino, the entire yeah. island and go over yet yeah, to Tofino or Iqaluit and, and Long Beach and find the the waves there. But I I have been in waves in in uh, in Oregon and also in in in, uh, in Los Angeles. And let me say it's a real pleasure to go to have those big waves. Yeah, and so Miyagi gets Danny to fight the waves. <laughs> That's right. He's basically yeah. He does not win the fight with the waves. Nope, nope. He no. doesn't. It'll take him. It'll take him a while to get there. And and meanwhile, well, while this is happening, Mr. Miyagi is standing on the the, the kind of dividers, the the these uh, posts in the ground that I assume in the past would have div- divided the beach into into different sections. I don't know. If it was... I guess so. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether something ties up to it or what it could be or at one point the beach was was privately owned by different people so they had they had their sections marked off yeah you never know so uh Again, but he's standing on... do you know what those stumps are what, yeah. what were they for let us know what let the, us know let us know what these pilings are for yeah and so then um yeah mr bag is standing on these pilings and he's he's doing this this uh stance which we, we learned it's called the crane stance and of course danny wants me to teach that and he says we don't start with the you know, you don't start with the uh, you start with the meat and the potatoes. You don't you don't start with the lobster thermidor. <laughs> At this point, they discover there's a couple of guys. One of them was really recognizable, but I didn't look him up who he was. But uh, there's a couple of bozos who have parked themselves in front of of uh, Mr. Miyagi's truck, and they're leaning all over it, and they're using it as as a place to hold their beer bottles as well. Right now, one of them is well known. Who yeah, is that? yeah, that's what I was wondering. He, one guy, I looked at him, I went, that guy, he looks like. I don't know who he was. He reminded me of like the play- actor who played Doctor Giggles, but I don't know if that was him. It is. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's okay. exactly who it is. It's oh. the actor who played the mentally challenged uh, person on LA, LA Law, yeah. and is also Doctor Giggles. That okay. is absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so, so then, uh, you know, Mr. Maggie asks them to move, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, what do you, you know, make us, or what are you going to do about it, or whatever?" And then Mr. Maggie does this. <laughs> karate chop and he chops off the tops of all of the beer bottles there's like five beer bottles or so yeah. lined up on this on, on the fender of his of his uh truck and he he just like hi-yahs them and and he doesn't knock them off he just knocks he knocks the tops of them all off yep and i like that uh danny asks him you know how did you do that and he goes i have no idea i don't <laughs> I have no idea yep never uh never never done that before <laughs> never done that before <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. But it scares off Dr. Needles. <laughs> so Danny uh, arranges another date with Ellie. So we get another nice little Danny and Ellie scene. I always like when Ellie shows up in the movie. And then we cut back to Danny and Miyagi. This time they're in a rowboat. Let me just say, by the way, sure. that was Larry Drake, and he's playing a character called Yahoo Number One at the Beach. <laughs> That's great when you see actors in small roles in, in movies. I was watching a movie the other day called Amateur, directed by Hal Hartley, and you know it had like Elizabeth Huppert in the in the uh, one of like in a in a big big role. It had Martin Donovan in it, but in smaller roles, it had Michael Imperioli, it had um, Tim Blake Nelson, and it had Parker Posey. All of them in these like throwaway one scene moments in the movie, but all of them are really great in it as well. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's kind of fun to see actors like that when you. Just starting out, just doing their little indie indie roles in the movies. So yes, yeah, so uh, Danny and Miyagi are in a rowboat. Miyagi's fishing, and Danny is standing on the prow of the boat, balancing more balance training. Because life is also about balance. Did yes. he get into that yet, or is that coming? Yeah, up? no, I think that's a good uh, place to talk about that. Yeah, he talks about the all idea life of... is balance. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And that's important to remember because, yeah, that'll come up later on as well. But, yes, he talks about that here, that that you have to realize that life is, is about balance, about balance. Yeah, he says to Daniel, 
you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of balance. The facts of life. Yeah. And then he tells them about different strokes to use with your hand <laughs> when you're doing uh, karate. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I thought it was something different. Uh, then, of course, he rocks the rowboat and, and knocks Danny into the water, which this really upset me because I am not a f- I love lakes, mm-hmm. but I am not a fan of lake bottoms. And Danny, mm. Danny, not only does Danny fall in the water, he stands on the lake bottom with bare feet. Ugh. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. That, I almost turned the movie off then. Yeah. I couldn't watch it anymore. I could, you know, I could watch Hostel. I could, <laughs> I could wait. I could watch a Serbian story, but I couldn't take that. I had to turn it off. Um, so that, so we cut to nighttime and Ellie is at dinner with her parents. She's, uh, she's, uh, dancing with her father in the, on the dance floor when Johnny comes upon them and dancing with her mother. So he's, he knows how to suck up to the parents. Yeah. The parents really like him because, you know, he's one of their, he's one of their kinds. That's right. They don't see him as a, a psychotic monster to be, uh, she might catch the poor. (laughs) Yeah. But then, uh, Ellie is kind of foisted off onto Johnny, but, and, uh, so that, her mom can dance with her dad, and that's fair enough. But she doesn't want to dance with with Johnny. But he makes her. He kind of he kind of pity pity gets her to, to dance with him. Yeah. And and now Danny, who's waiting outside, which is where he should have stayed. Let's face it. But he couldn't resist. He he sneaks into the kitchen through the kitchen, and he's standing at the kitchen doorway through the through the through the door, uh, in the doorway, looking at Johnny and Ellie dancing. And Johnny sees this, and so he grabs Ellie and starts kissing her. Much to Danny's disgust, he turns to leave, and of course he crashes into a waiter who's carrying the largest plate of spaghetti that has ever existed, spills it all over Danny's beautiful Five spaghetti dinners. Yeah, beautiful white. And they pa- fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> over his beautiful white pants, which is you know the lesson is of course never wear white pants after Labor Day. Yeah, that's right. That's why it is after Labor Day. Good it point. is after Labor Day. Yeah, exactly. It's right. its, own, its own fault. Once again, I know that you've disagreed with me about my feeling about the hoses and and the uh, the soccer pitch behavior, but let's let's admit it now. It's his own fault this happened to him because he was wearing white pants. Now here's what I don't get. This is the one part of the movie that to me I just go, what? <laughs> okay. Um, and it always bugs me in these movies where someone something happens, like a kid like Danny. First of all, no one in this room besides the parents, Allie and Johnny, know Danny. Yeah. No one knows it. Yeah, yeah. So to these rich jerks <laughs> and the wait staff, yeah. it's just a kid. Yeah. It's a kid. And the kid uh, uh, ran into some sauce and now is covered in some sauce. Yeah. And everybody, <laughs> with the exception of Allie, yeah. points and laughs at him. I know. It's terrible. What's that? But I guess it's supposed to have that kind of nightmarish feeling that you, that, you know, it's just echo his own feelings of. I understand how you, you know. would think this is what would happen, but yeah. it's like. Have you ever been in a restaurant, any restaurant, and like a waiter spills something and like it's, it spills something maybe on themselves? Yeah. You just go, oh, or someone will do the clap. No, like, someone will clap. Or, someone will clap though. Someone so. will clap or someone will go, Mazel tov, So or, it turns out, you know, it turns out. Order. It, but no one, everyone won't just point and go, ha, 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 yeah, I agree with you. It's a Again, little like false, the worst. Struck a false of, note. Yeah, the worst of this, of course, and I always got to say it: butterfly effect. Ashton Kusher goes to a reality where he's got no legs. Uh, <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. He's in the middle of his high school or college. Yeah, he tries to get up. 
falls forward, and because he's got no legs, he lands on his face, and everybody in the hallway <laughs> points and laughs at the kid in the wheelchair <laughs> with no legs who tried to walk, and they just kill themselves laughing. And it's like, what school is this? <laughs> what an idiot. What a, yeah, what an idiot thought he could walk. Hey, nice job, no walk. <laughs> Way to go, no legs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are these your shoes? Guess they won't be because you got no legs. Anyone want to buy a pair of pants? Guess you wouldn't want one no legs. What a school! Yeah, it's the worst place in the world. Pads. Every every day when he goes to to school, he just he he has to like you know roll himself towards the school in his wheelchair, where running a gauntlet of kids pointing and laughing at him the whole yeah, way. It's pretty funny, that, to be fair. <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Danny covered in tomato sauce is pretty funny. He's an Italian guy. You know what? We He's didn't see it in Italian sauce. We didn't see it in a movie theater. Yeah. You know, like, when you're in with a group of people, you know, the, the, the you know, that kind of, you get that sort of, you know, the rolling laughter kind of, you know, and, and before you know it, when this scene happens, you are busting a gut. I get, listen, or not. I You're like me watching I, it with a straight face. I realistically get what this is. This is, you've had the book on how to write movies. And <laughs> this, this is the point yeah. in the movie where it goes, your character hits rock bottom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then another character also hits rock bottom. And the character, first character, who's your main character, hits rock bottom, tries to comfort the other character who hits rock bottom. And in doing so, rises out of his rock bottomness yeah. and learns something. And then they grow. But this is where rock bottom has to happen. So we need to have the carry scene where everyone's pointing at Daniel like he just got covered in pig's blood. And they're all, hey, hey, high school kids at carry. Is it really that funny? Since he's covered in pig's blood? Maybe. You know, what's, we didn't grow up in the 70s. We don't know what. It's a different sense of humor. Okay. I did grow up in the 80s. I'm, I'm sort of similar in age to Danny. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. Maybe people were jerks. It's true. It would maybe be funny. I'm wrong. Okay. We're going to Miyagi's house. <laughs> so, yeah. He, he, uh, feeling, oh, so feeling after bad. Allie, after Allie punches Johnny. Yes. Yes. We see, uh, Allie give Johnny a, a punch, which of course said he, then he cold cocks her. No mercy. <laughs> Yeah, Ali gives Johnny the good old uh, Italian kiss. <laughs> uh, so, but Daddy, of course, doesn't see this. He's he has left. He is upset. Yeah, rock bottom. He's hit rock. He's hit rock bottom. He he goes to visit Mr. Miyagi, who also is feeling bad. I guess this is an anniversary. Yeah, makes sense. Of the death of his wife, so he is he is drinking. At first, I thought, is he drinking sake? Or is he just drinking, like, scotch? I couldn't tell from the bottle. It looked like a scotch bottle when he finally took the bottle out. It would be funny if he's drinking from those broken beer bottles that he cut the lips. <laughs> that is not safe. While drinking the glass. You really like have yeah. hit rock bottom, Miyagi. Yeah. So Miyagi, of course, is talking somewhat. He's telling, telling Danny this and that, but it's kind of incoherent because he is very drunk. And he finally goes to his bed and falls asleep, and Danny tucks him in and... And puts him to sleep, and that's when, and of course, yes, Miyagi's talking about his wife, and he's pointing to her and saying how beautiful she is and stuff like that. But we don't, and that she died in childbirth. Yeah, we don't learn that though until after he's put him to bed. Right, he finds the document. He finds the telegram that announced because because we we learn that Mister um, Mister Miyagi was a, a soldier during World War Two, and his family was in was in were Japanese, so they were in internment camps where his wife, pregnant wife. Uh, unfortunately died and lost 
both her and the baby died during childbirth. And so Mr. Miyagi got this telegram informing him of this. But we also see that he was an honorable soldier as well. He has a Medal of Valor that he won uh, as a soldier. So and we... before before he leaves, Daniel bows bows towards him, and it's very respectful. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting scene too because it is. I don't know how known that uh, that part of American history was in the early eighties. That you know during World War II, mm-hmm. you know you had Japanese uh, Americans who would fight for America. Meanwhile, yeah, his wife is back home in prison. Yeah, and getting such like I don't know if she died in childbirth because you can't know if she died in childbirth because that just would have happened anyway, or because she's in prison and no one cares and conditions are so poor. Yeah, that that's what that's what you know took her life and the life of his child, mm-hmm. and it's like, but he's still fighting for this country that did this to his wife and his child. Yeah, yeah. And so does he? You know, how does he feel about this 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 medal? You know, you know, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to it. But the internment camps wasn't something I remember hearing a lot about uh, back then. But no, you had to. Uh, somehow I knew about it, uh, but maybe it was later on that I learned about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I, actually, I, it's completely a side note. People wouldn't even know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I learned a. There's a place that's now it's like a campsite. I think it's called Sudden Valley. In mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of if you when you go outside of Hope and are driving towards Manning Park, uh, there's a campground there called Sudden Valley. It's been there forever. I've been there since I was a kid. But that was a Japanese internment camp that mm. after, after the war was it was it was converted into a camp camping camping grounds. There is a museum there though. When uh, was... when I mentioned uh, that uh, that Rocky was shot just a couple of blocks from my place in the stadium called the Coliseum just yeah. down the street. Also, yeah, the the PE grounds that are there, Pacific National Exhibition Grounds, uh, were also an internment camp. So there's an internment camp, a former internment camp. Was it internment camp or was it a was it a marshalling area where then they were sent off to the... This to the is a camps? good question that I can look up, but I believe it was okay. a camp. Because uh, yeah. I feel like most of the camps were farther away, so people didn't have to know that they were around. No, there was an, inter- there was an internment camp at Hastings oh, wow. Park. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's pictures of it. Yeah, that's absolutely Ace hmm. Park. Hmm. So uh, so yeah, uh, we get a little bit of history there, and we we find out what uh, kind of messed up Mr. Miyagi. Uh, did did Mr. Miyagi say to Daniel that his father taught him uh, karate? Yet? Yes, he did. Yeah. He... Okay. Well, that's an important thing as well. Yeah. In that because uh, Mr. Miyagi did not have a child then mm-hmm. to pass on his training to, he never. Yeah, and of course Daniel is missing a father. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Miyagi does become a surrogate father, and and he passes along, you know, his uh, his knowledge and skills of uh, karate to Daniel, which is yeah, which is uh, very nice. Yeah. So we go from that to a kind of a it's not really a montage, but it's it's kind of a wordless sequence where Danny is practicing the crane yes technique, the crane kick on the pilings, and then we finally get to a scene where Mr. Miyagi dressed in a umpire uniform is teaching Daniel to punch. And he wants Daniel to punch him and he's showing him, you know, how to punch properly, how to put your body into the punch so that you have some force behind it. And and then uh Daniel's uh, he's goofing off a bit. He's goofing yeah, he's right, yeah, Danny's goofing off doing some Miyagi's fancy not, uh, taking this. Yeah, and Mr. Miyagi sweeps his leg, basically. Yeah. And makes him fall to the ground and uh says less Less fooling around, more concentration. Yeah. 
And then it's Danny's birthday. And Mr. Miyagi uh, celebrates, uh, gives him gives him a, a robe mm-hmm. that has a bonsai tree in the back with a, yeah, with a sun. It's very nice. And then also gives him a car. He lets Danny choose from all the cars that he has. And of course, Danny makes the wrong choice in the car that he takes, but that's okay. You did not care for the 1948 Ford Super Deluxe. No, I, I don't. I, I was hoping he would choose the Nash Metropolitan that was also there. Well, it's now there for you, so you know. It's still <laughs> that's right. Also, you it. haven't mentioned there's cake and ice cream. So oh, cake and ice cream. That. That's right. Yes, cake and ice cream. I'm so jealous about it. <laughs> so, uh, Danny takes the car and uh, well, After shouting about balance again. Well, shooting, that balance. If, yes, hitting the balance. Yes, that's right. Gives him very good advice. That's right. Not to, not to, uh, you know, not to be, not to be unwise. <laughs> now that he has this car. Also, he's tell, also he's telling him. Um, uh, Danny was mentioning. Oh, I, my mom, my mom was going to have me uh, cake as well. I got to get out of here, my yeah. mom. Yeah. Uh, ma, and because he's Italian, so he cares about his ma. <laughs> ma, so, does he? Does he care? Because yeah, he leaves. So. He drives off, shouting bonsai, and. Yeah. Uh, he goes to the fun park to find Ali. Yeah, by the way, this is always a confusing thing to me back then. It's just mm-hmm. like bonsai, but like bonsai, which is a different thing than bonsai the tree. There's bonsai Z, yeah. bonsai S. I think it's... Are they connected in any way that these words are exactly alike? And we've really hit the whole thing about bonsai. Yeah. We cut the bonsai. They're not, they're not pronounced the bonsai. same, though. They're not pronounced the same. I understand, but it's just weird that bonsais are everywhere. He's got a bonsai on his robe. Yeah. He's yelling bonsai, <laughs> but this is a very different bonsai that is unrelated yeah. to those two uh, things that we've been hitting over and over again, In uh, especially since the bonsai also represents balance yeah. in the trimming of the bonsai. But it's unrelated to this word bonsai you're screaming now. Yeah. Confusing to me as a young man. Really? You didn't know? You never heard the word bonsai? Well, I thought that bonsai was the same thing. I thought like a bonsai tree. Oh, it's somehow their name. Like you're just yelling bonsai, you know, as in you know, be yelling apple tree. Or, <laughs> oh, isn't it weird that there's hmm. that words are exactly alike, but they're not anything alike? Well, you know, I take a bow to you're talking about the boughs of of bonsai trees. Anyway, let's okay. let's prune this conversation. <laughs> I just. This yes, words that sound sound the same. Uh, so they're called homonyms, Dave. <laughs> so um, I think if you spoke Japanese, though, you would you would understand the subtle distinctions between a word that's spelled B O N S A I and a word that is spelled B A N Z A I. Well, let me tell you I something. There's enough... I, don't, I don't know anyone that speaks Japanese, and I don't want to. <laughs> oh, right, Nina Matsumoto. Okay, I'll talk to her. Soon. You ask her about it, because I think one is. Because I yeah I always I always put the s in bonsai, and bonsai is different I think. But anyway, okay. and also it's buckaroo buckaroo bonsai, not buckaroo bonsai the tree. All right, I think that's I'm, clear. I think that's I'm clear talk, to everyone. I'm talking to Nina later. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you talk to Nina about it. So uh, he apologizes to Ellie, and it's it's a bit of a it takes a bit of doing because Ellie's very upset and not upset that he's ignored her, and not upset. I guess that's the only thing he's done, but. But she's upset that he didn't trust her and thought that she would cheat on him. And I think that's, I think that's, you know, unfortunately, I think she's a little too quick with her accepting his apology because he was a jerk. Mm. But I do like, I do love that he shows her the car and she loves it. And I love, love, love that he lets her drive it. Mm -hmm. I think that's just so great. And he's like, hey, it's the 80s. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I like that. So good. So good. Yeah. So then we I was like that in a movie we're like, "Hey, come on. It's the 20th century." <laughs> hey, you know I live in a different century. That's weird. That's weird I live in the future. <laughs> so, we now come to the day of the tourney. It's December 19th. Okay. Is what day it is, which um hope you got all your Christmas shopping in. Oh my gosh. Nope. I'll get it all done on on Christmas Eve. That's when people in in uh Los Angeles, Los Angeles do their shopping. Okay. Yeah. I know that because I went to Walt Disney. I went to uh, Disneyland on on Christmas Eve day. Oh, got everything done before eleven. <laughs> no joke. We did like every major ride before eleven. It yeah. was so empty. Yeah. Then we're like, what are we gonna do the rest of the day? They kind of got busier later, but yeah, it was. Uh... People say Christmas is the best day to go to Disneyland. No, it's not. Worst day. Well, that's what they said. Oh, really? That's what I've, that's what I've heard. Because oh, no it's... one goes. No, it's super busy. On Christmas? Oh yeah. It's a huge. So, it's a hugely busy day. Okay. Because people, it's like a, it's a day off for people, so they, it's like a tradition there for people to go to Disneyland on 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 Christmas. All right. Well, I'm getting bad information. So yeah, yeah. No, go Christmas Eve day. That's the day to go. All right. All right. Trust old Dave. Okay, I'm gonna wait a year though. If that's cool. <laughs> don't, go, yeah, don't go now. Unless you're just gonna fly over with your, holding onto a drone. Okay. Uh. So yes. So uh, Danny and Miyagi they enter the tournament. They can enter the day of, which is pretty nice. You think and, uh, you think they'd have to arrange the, you know the 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 you know the the fights like who's going to go against who like arrange all the yeah this is bad brackets planned. and stuff yeah yeah just, yeah, just like show a, up just yeah, show up so, and be they'd be like what you think we keep like blank brackets to put your name in like well now we got to rejiggle everything yeah I meant to say jigger but I said jiggle it's yeah okay. they do it's okay. have they do have his name on a bracket don't they yeah. Yeah. How long did that take to put together? <laughs> right? Maybe they're just signing in. I don't know. It felt like they were entering, though. It's, it's weird. It seems like it. And yeah, the whole thing is like, so what uh, dojo are you with? Oh, uh, <laughs> and he's got a black belt? Oh, uh, yeah. And he steals one and like wraps it around himself. Like, oh, there's uh Listen, all I'm saying is he didn't legally win this tournament. There's a lot of false <laughs> information. Lot of false information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny's got I a think, lawsuit. I think you're. I think you're. You're getting on Johnny's side here. Oh, I see. So then, just so just so we, in case we forgot, Cobra Kai are jerks. There's a scene not with Johnny, with other Cobra Co- Co- One guy with bleached hair. Yeah. Uh, given given it to 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 Danny, telling him that he's dead. They're gonna kill him. You're dead meat. He's dead meat. You're dead meat. Yeah. You're dead meat. Once again, probably another scene where they're like, you know what? Just improvise some lines here. Oh, can I just say the same line over and over again? Perfect. Yeah, people that's how like people. It. That's how people talk. Like you got a body bag, and people like your dead meat. That's how people talk. That's yeah. how people talk. That's how people talk. In the eighties, people we talk. Had limited vocabulary. That's how people talk. I am so amazed. No one uses a homophobic slur. <laughs> I know. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. Isn't it amazing? Unless it was, no unless one, it was cut out of the film. But even more so that no one uses a racial slur. Not one of of like the, the like yeah. I don't remember maybe the goons with the beer bottles no said something but like yeah it just felt like nothing in an eighties movie how'd you do that good for you but how I guess they said something kind of like insensitive but not not super like no no like yeah, epithets right, right? like yeah, nothing like whoa yeah. which normally you do yeah you know it's like okay fair enough you know something like long lines or you know. Like, get away from a car whatever why don't you do my laundry or something like that right like some stupid thing like that but it's not right. yeah it's not like this horrible word where you're just like Ey. and by the way this uh this uh karate tournament 
yeah. is it pretty damn white. Like I understand <laughs> that we're in Los Angeles, but yeah. you think that it's karate. Yeah. Mm, there's gonna be some dojos around here that no, nothing. Okay, well, you know, one or two people, and then there's you know, one one black kid. All right, that's fine. That's all right. Yeah. That's fine. It's just it's more of a white person's thing, is it? All right, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I mean, maybe the money is ex- makes it more exclusive. The cost of it makes it more exclusive. Be. That's possible. Okay, because we know so, those Cobra Kai kids are, are well off, so it maybe yeah, takes... they are kind of rich. That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know what? At this point, I put aside my notes and I went, I'm just going to watch this this <laughs> the movie because I just wanted well, to watch well, the Well, now fighting. we're montaging. We're yeah, it's basically, of, uh... yeah, we're basically getting like the kind of fight to the top kind of situation. Yeah, where we... you're, 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 getting, you're getting rid of like some extras we've never seen before. We're seeing the Cobra Kai, <laughs> Kai uh, folks fighting too harshly. Yeah. We're seeing a crease. You know, doing his get him, get him. Yeah, we get, yeah, we get, we get a sense of, yeah, who the bad guys are, who the good guy is. We, we see Danny have to learn what he's doing. You know, he, the first fight he has, he gets pushed out of the ring a couple times because he doesn't know what he's supposed to do or, you know, how how to react to the situation. And so he, it takes him a little while to figure out what he needs to do as well. Yeah. He's beats two of the Cobra Kai guys, uh, Tommy Mm -hmm. and Dutch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always a Tommy, there's always a Dutch. And that's when Kreese goes, uh, kick him, kick him to in the knee. Uh, which uh, yeah, takes, he wants he uh, wants him to take him out. He says, "I want you to take him take out." Take him out. And the other guy's like, "I could beat him." And he's like, "Nope, you can't beat him. I want you just to take him out." So yeah, Bobby, Bobby goes with it. Yeah, oh, Bobby. And he feels bad about it too. I think he's like, yeah, he's, he wants. Well, he wants to win. Bobby's got the winning spirit. Yeah, you know? he just want, but he wants to he's do it like the tournament now. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to get kicked out and just be like a cog in the machine. Like he wants to wants to have some fun. Like it's the whole purpose of this, right? Yep. And I'm going to get kicked out. He gets, he's going to get kicked out. Of, and he does. He, he uh, does a completely illegal move, uh, kicks Danny in the knee, hurts his knee, and uh, he gets disqualified. And Danny has 15 minutes to recover or else the trophy goes to Johnny Lawrence. And Ali and, we do and, not Miyagi, like. yeah, and his mom, uh, they all let him know he's made his point. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Miyagi lets him know further fighting. He doesn't have to. You've made your point. You've yep. done what you've, you've showed them all. Yep. But listen, man. After the ladies leave, it's time for some man talk. <laughs> and at this point, Daniel asked Miyagi to do that magic thing that he did on his shoulder mm-hmm. uh, to fix his knee. Yeah. He just rubs his hands together. I guess yeah. he gets them nice and warm. Yeah. And then he just touches them in some particular way. And ancient Okinawan secret. And then he he uh, he's magically cured. <laughs> but right. but he, he's but not he really turns, magically cured. He still he has quite a loop. Yeah, he's now part dragon. It's a long story. <laughs> but they cut out. He's played by Eddie Murphy at this point in the movie. <laughs> so, oh, a wise cracking dragon just giving Daniel advice. <laughs> so, so uh, Danny comes out the, this the last minute. Of course, Ali runs out to just interrupt the uh, announcer who's who's ready to hand the trophy. Right, but you then know, the announcer is very happy that Daniel's back in. The he stage. sure is excited, isn't it? He's, he's got to do it. Like, it's great. Let's, Announcer care—that's a weird. You know what? Weird... Guys like that—they're—they're they're fans of what they're announcing because you know there's no money in it. They're just—they're just there to—they're just there to help out. They're—they're they're fans. So Larusso's gonna compete. He's gonna do it. I don't believe this. Oh, that guy. Remember when he got covered in the sauce? And then everyone goes, ha, 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 "I remember the sauce." <laughs> that's so hilarious. Let's uh, get ready to karate. He is spaghetti. I know. That's why we laughed. <laughs> Right. So, so yeah. So, and here's the thing, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Is this guy 
su- such a weakling that he would have been satisfied getting the trophy by default. Like, that's, that's no win. That's like the most, like, asterisks beside your win ever. That yeah. you won it because a guy got lamed by one of your teammates in an earlier match. Like, Well, here's the thing. Johnny is a rich kid. Now, a rich kid means you've had all these leg-ups that other people haven't had. You've had things handed to you your whole life. So, you know, the idea maybe is like, yeah, he's going to get this handed to him. We don't know that Johnny has pride in what he does. Mm. You know, we just know Johnny gets upset when someone takes something of Johnny's away. And when <laughs> Allie, when Allie yeah. went away from Johnny, Johnny got upset about that. We mm. know that much about him. Yeah. But we don't know that he's got any pride uh, of, of, like, achievement. You know, he always fights uh, Danny when he's surrounded by his buddies. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not like he's he wants to prove something. We don't know. We don't know much about Johnny until the very end. He said something, but we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, they need three contact points to win. Yes. And and so, yes, Danny is limpy. He's very obviously lame. He's He can't, can't put much weight on his one leg. Yeah. But he's able to get two points early in on Johnny. And Johnny is... You know, kind of, it's sort of one of those shake it off situations. But he goes over to to his to his his sensei to to Crease, who of course gives him you know instructions to just attack uh, Danny's legs. Like <sighs> I just want you to take him out in the legs because that is you know. Yeah, it says crease him like me. I'm crease. <laughs> you crease him, and so he wants him just to yeah do leg sweeps. And Johnny's not that keen on it. You know, he he's like you know I can beat him. He's like no no. I want you to do this. Yeah, I like also, he feels a bit like it's too far. And we've gone through different levels of too far where other people were saying to Johnny, yeah, that's yeah. too far. And Johnny's, nah, I'll do it. And now we've gone <laughs> to see, like, what's Johnny's line? Yeah, yeah. Johnny's line. Yeah. But Crease has a higher line. Yeah. And Johnny doesn't have the nerves to stand up to Crease. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And so he comes back in after this small short timeout. And yes, he begins to, to attack. Attack Danny's leg, and he's able to get two points in on on Danny. So things are looking bad for Danny. Right. And it's one of those things where you remember. It's been a while since I watched this movie. I like I say, we rented this on video when I was a teenager. So I just remember the the crane kick part of it. And so I was, I kept thinking, oh, he's going to do the crane kick now. Oh, not yet. Oh, he's going to do it now. Oh, no, not happening yet. Okay. Oh, he's going to do it. Nope, nope. But finally, he goes in, gets into position. He goes into full on crane kick which all the kids were doing in the playground or in the schoolyard when i was a yeah. kid but but uh and then johnny goes in for the kill and and danny kicks him with one firm foot right in the face and yeah. that is it in for, the chin yeah that is it for johnny danny wins but johnny i think johnny goes over and says i didn't want to do it right yeah and congratulates him like congratulates him on his win well that yeah he also takes a trophy and so he can give the trophy to danny yeah, yeah, it's, it's just good. Yeah, which and then and go ahead. I was gonna say, which seeing that, uh, not to spoil much of Cobra Kai, but he, it seems like he has a different reading of the match in the future than he he does in the yeah. in this present time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little a uh, little bit of a rewrite there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but and so uh, he wins, and then we just have a nice big uh, face shot of uh, Miyagi uh, uh, smiling. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's happy, and there we go. That's the end. That's the end. That's and, the end, folks. You know, there we go. Different than uh, John Avildsen's last fight movie, which was Rocky, where the where the lead the lead character loses, but wins by losing. But wins by losing. But it, he did. The, he went yeah. to all the rounds. He did. Scream for Adrian. He did the seventies win. 
This is the, you yeah, lose. that's the thing. If the 70s <laughs> win, and by the 80s, you've got to win. you got to have and a by win. By the late yeah. 80s, you've got to beat Russia. And then <laughs> by the 90s, we got to get nihilistic about it, and you've got to win in the Matrix. Yeah. Then by the 2000s, irony's dead, and we're all feeling about 9-11. So I don't know what we're doing. And then it's all some CGI crap after that. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to bring back the TV show. Uh, yeah, if you the Karate Kid 2 starts immediately after this tournament. Oh, really? And uh, the one thing that the Karate Kid uh, 2 and 3 do is uh, he, Danny immediately loses his girlfriend uh, every time. So so uh, she's gone. Allie's gone in the next one. Yeah. Just dumps him hard. <laughs> and then uh, he, he falls in love with someone else. She dumps him hard. And then we get someone in the next one. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, that was just a, an odd little thing uh, in in those movies. And then we have the next Karate Kid, which again, as I said, was Hilary Swank. And then the next time we go into the Karate Kid world is uh, Cobra Kai, which is uh, dealing yeah. with what happens when you're an adult and you know, your best time. It's 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 an interesting thing because it's like that whole thing of uh, you're a nerd in school. Well, there's the jock; he's really popular. But you know, this is as good as it's going to get for him. Okay. But then, like, well, let's see what happens to him. Let's just fall. Like, let's not write him off. Let's just follow along and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> and they just build from there. Because, yeah, the one thing that they do mention in that uh, show that was mentioned in uh, How I Met Your Mother is that um, Daniel's kick to the face yeah. is illegal. That is not a legal move. Oh, really? So, yes. So, so Danny wins. With an illegal move that uh, that should have gone to Johnny, so Johnny should have won this tournament. But other people were getting kicked in the head in that in that tournament. But that specific way that he kicked him, kicked oh. him in the chin. Oh, okay. It was an illegal. It was an illegal move. Oh. oh. Yeah, and they mentioned it a couple of times in the uh, in the TV show, and again they've mentioned it in the uh, on the sitcom, and they've mentioned it in this big video essay, which is about how Danny is the actual villain of the Karate Kid. <laughs> I guess he is. He's so there a, you go. You, you make up your own mind, everybody. Uh, but yeah, very satisfying film. Um, you know, some nice surprises. Uh, Pat Morita uh, really surprised, uh, you know, with that performance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, really kind of changed his, uh, you know, trajectory of his career for a little while. He still went back to doing comedy stuff. But, you know, that's this is the role that people remember him for. Sure, sure. Yeah, and same with Ralph Macchio. I'll never forget him in Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Him was and... uh, Pat Morita in? No, in no, that was he was not. That was yeah, that was George Takei. Oh, was he in? The... I didn't know that. Yep. I was thinking of uh, it's a different actor, but anyway. Oh, okay. Well, were you thinking of David Bowie? <laughs> no, I know David Bowie's in it. No, no, a uh, different. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think he's a musician who is also in that movie, but uh, I'd have to look him up. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Okay. Very good. So uh, the the Karate Kid movies have diminishing returns, and then <laughs> don't they all? The series uh, does does better, and then it really takes off. And then the the second season, I think, really really started doing some really good stuff there too. <laughs> so uh, my advice to you would be, if you want to watch it, watch it. That's my <laughs> advice. What if you don't want to watch it? Well, don't watch it. Then you can watch the uh, Karate Kid movie that has no karate in it. It's uh, all about kung fu. <laughs> And see a couple of nice, sweet performances in that. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. I would, I would also give that a nod. Yeah, listen, you can watch The Karate Kid too. It's, it's, it's fine. It really is legitimately fine. It's just not a full movie like this is a full movie. It's, it's clearly a sequel, 
And then the third one, oh boy. Okay, so, you know, you're just dealing with pure evil wah-ha-ha villain, <laughs> you know, and uh, people trying to come up with catchphrases and yeah. But, uh, you know, it's uh, they're all available for free on various streaming services. So, you know, uh, have at it if you wish. Strangely, although John Avelson did not direct the, the immediate sequels to Rocky, he did direct the immediate sequels to The Karate Kid. I guess he realized he'd, he'd given up on a lot of money not uh, not doing that, so he he cashed it in on on Karate Kid. Well, that's fine. Okay, okay. That's fine. I'm just uh, let's see. Yeah, Pat Morita got a nomination uh, for best supporting actor for this. Mm, good for him. Part. And uh, I'm just trying to look now when uh, the next Karate Kid movie happened. Uh, how how '86? Uh, yeah, I was going. It had to happen pretty soon afterwards because everyone looks the same age and everyone would have uh, aged up. Yeah, and and then yeah, the next uh, the karate that was '86, uh, and then '89 for the Karate Kid Part Three, and then the next Karate Kid was Ralph Macchio mm-hmm. in the Outsiders. I think he was. I think he was. I think you're absolutely right, and also he's in the Three Wishes of Billy Greer, which I think <laughs> has some really good extra work in it. <laughs> I heard that. I read that yeah, in a review. Again, I, I just say, look in the background. That's, <laughs> that's what I that's what I said. Yeah, he was in The Outsiders. Uh, as you say, Crossroads, My Cousin Vinny. He was in the TV show Eight is Enough. Uh, Ugly Betty. And uh, most recently before this, The Deuce. Hmm. The Deuce. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that is, but okay. Yeah. And you can also see him. Uh, oh, was he? He was in Up the Academy. Is that that? Oh, God, that thing. <laughs> it was the it was the one Mad Magazine movie. Yes, that's right. Their attempt to animal house it. Right. Uh, why I know about that, aside from you know just kind of knowing it, uh, the Mad Magazine offices. Whenever people take a picture of Mad Magazine offices, they have the statue of Alfred E. Newman from that. Movie okay. That's predominantly displayed. So that was <laughs> moved around. Oh boy, yeah. No one, no one liked that film. Let's not talk about that film. No. But it was directed by Robert Downey Sr. Now that I'm looking at it. That's... Huh. Well, if you've seen other movies he's directed. Hmm. Yeah, no, there's no need. There's no need. <laughs> Listen, we're busy. we got to see Meet Me in St. Louis at some point. Yes. Such a good movie. There you are. All right. Uh, well, that was a lot of fun. But what if people want to comment on this and have us read their letters maybe in three or four episodes, what, what do they do? Well, Ian, thank you yeah, for, yeah, David, thank you for asking. Oh, you're very welcome. If people would like to contact us, they can do so in the following ways. If they'd like to email us. They can go to our email address at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com and drop us the line that way. Every show that comes out has a comment section underneath it. So if you go to the website, which is sneakydragon.com, you will find the show there and you will find a place you can leave a comment. And we do like to read your comments. And we will do a comment, comment, commentary show uh, sometime soon. And uh, we are also on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We have a Twitter a, a Twitter um, presence on Twitter? Is that what you call it? Is that, is that how you put it? So elegant I am with my speaking. Yeah, that's right. We have a presence. <laughs> we have presence there. Uh, with sneaky D, or sorry, sneaky underscore dragon. And that's our uh, Twitter handle. Sure and don't that. forget, we are on Patreon. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us. It, uh, we don't ask for very much. And you can uh, just pay in such a way that you never think about it. And that's how I like it. So you forget that you're paying me. And another thing uh, is uh, we have a book that's out currently. Mm. Uh, we mentioned Dina Matsumoto. Uh, the three of us have put together a book called Sparks Double Dog Dare. It is a sequel to our other book, Sparks. 
Uh, it is currently a bestseller in Canada. It is uh, the number, uh, it's in the top 10 uh, uh, children's uh, books in Canada, and it's available uh, through Scholastic uh, graphics line all over the world. So uh, yeah, if you want to pick that up, uh, I wrote it, Dave colored it, and Nina uh, illustrated it, and uh, we're quite proud of it. So yes, uh, if you feel like getting that, go for it. And I also do a comic called Exorcisters that's available on comicsology.com and will be coming out uh, in trade paperback in uh, October, the second volume uh, called Kick at the Darkness. Huh, Kick at the Darkness. Yep. Does that mean there's karate in it? Uh, maybe there's Kung Fu. <laughs> All right. You'll have to see in October. Yes. All right, everyone. I guess, as they say... Sweep the leg. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, no, no, forget it. It's been fun waxing on and whacking off with you, Dave. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. I think you mis mispronounced part of that, but uh, that's great. As they say, Kung Fu me once. Shame on you. Okay, we will... Be there back. ain't no Morita. <laughs> there ain't no what? Morita. <laughs> that is that's right. All right, on those painful final words. This has been too macho for me. Let's just <laughs> let us let us say it's the end of the shoe. All right, everyone. Goodbye. This is it. This is the end of the line. Tell him me.